Welcome back, everybody, to No Story Left Behind, number 12. Uh, with me in the studio tonight is Super Producer Casey. What's up? And Case, uh, no, Casey's here. Steve is currently working in Dallas, Texas, and unable to be here for the foreseeable future. However, Brian from episode two has been kind enough to make his fabled return. Hello. No sandwiches, though. I'm kind of None. And no beer. Man. <laughs> hey, that's my joke. <laughs> <laughs> And thank you, uh, thanks Brian for coming and sitting in with us tonight, and welcome back to the studio, Josh, or rather the new studio. New studio, yeah, the new, I'm grooving on the new digs, man. These are nice. Not so it's, it's all Gordon's fault. It's like, Gordon's fault. Yeah, yeah. I broke the last studio. He, broke the last studio. <laughs> he did. He sat on it, <laughs> <laughs> in it, on, in all of it. It's, yeah. And with Josh, uh, I brought his family down because this episode is going to be a little bit different from previous recordings. Uh, after episodes two and three, Corey and Josh bro- both brought up the idea of having the family members of servicemen and women coming on and talk about what experiences were like back here or back home uh, while their spouse was overseas. So uh, thank you, Jennifer, Hannah, and Sarah for sitting down with us. Um, if you guys just want to go around and please yeah, introduce yourselves. missing the... Uh the youngest child, Rebecca, is... Uh, yes, yeah, my sorry. Can make it. So she my youngest can make it. She just got done working and... Yeah, correct. So, so please, just go around and introduce yourself. Josh, if you want to introduce yourself again for the new listeners. Okay. Um, Josh Eads. I live in Hudson, Wisconsin. Retired first sergeant out of the United States Army and Army National Guard. Um, 20 years. I retired right at 20 years and one month. <laughs> um, by design. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so... And then I have my daughters and my wife here. Sarah, go ahead. All right. I'm Sarah Eads. I'm the middle child. Uh, super <laughs> There's awesome. There's no bitterness in that no, at all. No, the forgotten middle child for sure. Um, What's your name again? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I guess there's not much to it. So I'm Jen, Josh's wife. Uh, we've been married for 22 years. We've been together for 25 and I guess that's my story. <laughs> that's there, it, huh? There's, there's not much more to me. Pretty simple. Yeah. Hi, I'm Hannah. I'm the eldest. And yeah, that's what I got. So Jen, how did you and Josh end up meeting? Well, what was younger Josh like? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this story could be long, but we don't need it to be. Oh, go for it. Um, Casey doesn't have to work till, what, nine tomorrow? it's not that long it's not that fantastic but so um i was 20 years old i had um i was living in saint paul i had a good friend of mine who lived in uptown minneapolis and um he had been telling me for weeks weeks about this gorgeous guy he was not straight and he was telling me about this gorgeous guy that moved in next door and and i was always like well Jimmy, is he gay? And Jimmy's like, yeah, but that doesn't matter. He's not gay, but it, it, I'll get him. And, you know, that's just, how, <laughs> that's just how Jimmy was. You know, he was like, it didn't nice matter Josh. if you're gay or straight. He was, you know. And so I happened to be meeting a girlfriend of mine, and we were going to go clubbing downtown. It was, you know, like 18 and up night because I wasn't 21 yet. And so we were going to meet at Jimmy's place because it was kind of central, and then we were just going to go downtown and do our thing. And so I get to Jimmy's house, and he has this just, I mean, this apartment building was so gross. But it was janky as fuck. <laughs> it, it, was, it was pretty bad. But so Jimmy had to come down and let us in. It didn't even have like a door buzzer kind of thing. 
and he came down to the door and let me in and we were walking back to his apartment in this seedy apartment building it was like low lit hallway it was kind of creepy and jimmy elbows me that's him that's him i'm like okay cool that's him and so there's this guy walking towards me with like shaved head bad boy looking guy and introduced in the hallway and we just started talking and I learned he was new to Minnesota. He had just moved there a couple months ago from Colorado and we got to talking and I'm like, well, if you want to come hang out with us downtown tonight, that'd be cool. And he's like, well, I'm going to dinner, but I'll be back in a little bit. Will you wait? And I'm like, sure, why not? My friend's not here yet, whatever. So he came out with me and my friend that night and we went uh, dancing at the gay bars. Yeah, we went gay bar hopping. It was fun. <laughs> if yeah. you're in downtown Minneapolis and you were at what, the gay 90s? No, no. Well, we there went was to a, the I don't saloon. remember the It's called the saloon. Yeah, <laughs> oh, the saloon. Okay, yeah. well, that was the second one. I, I lived, yeah. so m- when I had first moved up from Colorado, I moved up here because um, I had a previous relationship with somebody else and there was another child involved. And so I wanted to move up here to be a dad. And um, so. <laughs> My dad, who lived in Bloomington, a really nice, fancy house, is like, oh, yeah, we'll get you this place. So he gets me this freaking janky ass <laughs> Like I was taking my switchblades, and I was sticking mice with it. You know? No. <laughs> yeah, I would throw them at the mice and stuff, and it was, yeah, it was a great place. Um, do you remember, like do you remember right the cross to- streets? I lived in Uptown for a long time. It was Hennepin and... It was right next to, there was right next to this Valentine's restaurant down there. White restaurant, like Valentino's. Was it closer to the 94? Yeah, it was very close to 94. Yeah, yeah. So that you lived in the, you're talking about the wedge. Yeah, the wedge. You lived in the wedge for years. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, janky. Yeah, it was janky. Still janky. janky. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it was just right across the highway. It was Loring Park, right down the road down there. You know, so I didn't know. Like, I had moved up here. You didn't know that was the gay neighborhood. I did not know that. So, like, I was telling people at work. Still is. Because I worked over in Crystal at this, you know, cabinet shop. And they were like, well, you know, where do you live? I was like, oh, uh, Uptown, right by Loring Park. And they're like, oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Really? I didn't know at that time, you know. But anyways, so. Anyways, so we went out that night and um, the night was done. And we just, Josh and I sat up all night talking. And next thing we know, it's like, oh, the sun's coming up and we both have to go to work. And we really, other than military deployments and, you know, military training times, his weekends, his whatever, we've been together ever since. We we moved in about six months after that. Moved in with each other. Or got less. an apartment up in Larpenter. That didn't have rodents that ran along didn't the baseboards. <laughs> <laughs> it, it had different problems. Jenny yeah. insisted. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Uh, a funny funny story about that is I was going out to dinner with my folks that were coming to pick me up so they picked me up and I got on the back of the car and they're going um, hey how's it going I said well I just met the girl I'm going to marry you know they're like what and I was like yeah just I think I just met the girl I'm going to marry you know I was why I said hi to her I don't know because I didn't freaking I didn't have enough courage to do that back then but freaking for some reason, something said, say hi to the girl, and I did. And I was, oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> so maybe gosh. he knew it right away. I took she a little convincing. 
It was a shame. And I grew hair out. Much yeah, I, I'm going to marry a switchblade guy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, Ed, were you already enlisted in the army at that point? No, I had tried getting into the Marine Corps and stuff, and I was still trying to get into the Marine Corps. And, um, yeah, and then just life got in the way, and that went away for a little bit. Um, and Hannah came along, basically. So, Hannah... Hannah, there was two events that really changed everything in the dynamics of our relationship. One was Hannah. Um, and we found out Jenny was pregnant because she had a seizure. A big one. So a big one. And we were we had gone <laughs> the to excitement see, with yeah. what you yeah. said that it was, it was a really big one. Was it in a movie theater? Yeah. It was in a Twister. movie theater, so we're seeing Twister. <laughs> right as the cow yeah. goes by. Yeah, I had a seizure <laughs> during that movie too. <laughs> it was close. It was right as the tornado goes through the movie theater in, in the drive-thru. Oh, so that's also a good scene. Right as I think it was the flashing because there's a series of flashing lights in there, and I looked over, and she had never had a seizure or anything like no, that before. Never. I look over, and she's doing seizure face, and <laughs> I'm like, Jen, Jen. And I jump up in the middle of this theater, and I'm like, "Look, <laughs> <laughs> like, I need a fucking ambulance here now!" And this dude just like looks at me, he's like, "Okay," and he takes off <laughs> yeah, out of the movie theater, and um, yeah, and it was really bad because like the cops showed up and they were like, you know, there's only two reasons why people have why women have seizures, you know, and she doesn't have epilepsy, so you've been roughing her up a little bit there, guy. You know, I was like. They went. They went that direction. They went they that did. direction. They doing That's, hardcore, you know. They did. Uh, and it was like, yeah, fuck you, cop, you know. Um, but she ended up in the hospital. Where so did they take me? Uh, they took you to where you worked. Really? Yeah, they took you where to, you, you worked down at the hospital at, the, at that point. The U of M. They took U of M? me to the U of M. Yeah, you were down at the U of M. I don't remember any of this. I was having a seizure. No. <laughs> <laughs> She was so, using 100% of her brain, though. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, they wouldn't let me back in there because I technically wasn't related. But finally, this nurse lady is like, yeah, you better let him come back because he's about ready to start killing I was, people. I was awake at this point, not yeah. like, it's pretty foggy, pretty out of it. And, and the nurse came back and said, so the, there's a guy here. He said he's with you and he's pretty agitated. Is it okay if he comes back here? And I'm like, yes, it's fine. Can I sleep now? You know, I was just exhausted. So, so um, as a matter of precaution, they gave her a pregnancy test. Because they mm. wanted to do a, a CT scan. So, this short little Asian doctor is very <laughs> stereotypical what happened next. Um, he comes in, and he looks at both of us, and he goes, Ah, oh, I know good. Uh, I know nah, uh, this may be good no bad news, but are you pregnant? <laughs> like that and I was like whoa alright yeah you know and, and went, Jenny went oh my god you know, you know. and I went surprise <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and after that man, we started planning for Hannah so. and, and at that point we moved back to Hudson we moved back to Hudson that's when I decided I was going to go because uh, we were that's when you started thinking about it yeah well I'd, I had started the, that's when the plan started really kind of because we had talked about it and talked about it and we ended up living in an apartment in Somerset. And um, I had gone up to the recruiter up in New Richmond, and I said, yeah, let's just do it. Mind you, he didn't talk to me that he was going to do it. Uh. He just, you know, we talked about what ifs and 
So that the question was, what what was younger Josh like? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but once Pretty it's contractually binding, yeah. you can't do anything <laughs> right. about it. Right. <laughs> can, can you tell me a little bit, like, why that was an option for you at the time? Well, no, I had to. Okay. Um, military service is a big deal in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, my grand, Both of my grandfather served World War II. My uncle served in Vietnam. Um, on my dad's side, they can trace military service going all the way back to the Revolutionary War. So um, it was a big deal. I had I had to do it at some point. You know, it was just a matter of time. I probably could have gone about it a better way doing it. You know, um, <laughs> but hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, but I don't regret. Now looking back at it, I don't regret it. Um, it was tough, and we went through some pretty rough times when we first started out. You know. Jenny, Jenny will talk to that, you know, because um, that's not my tale to tell. But um, we went through, we went through some tough stuff, especially when I first left for basic training. So you know, we weren't married at that time. And well, when you signed up, we weren't married. When, yeah, when when, when I signed up, we weren't married. And so one of the first things that we decided that we needed to do was get married. You know, um, and it wasn't a shotgun wedding, but it was kind of sure close. Felt to it. it sure felt that way. Sure felt that way. You know. Um, it was, but a, it was I, a switchblade wedding because you know. yeah, kind of yeah, <laughs> goddamn rat. You know? Um, I was doing what I thought was the best for my budding new family, you know, and I it was important to me that I set us sell our I set ourselves up for success in the future, you know, because we were. I looked back. She's shown me some of the tax returns from back that back in that time because. You know, she's an accountant, so she keeps stuff like that, you know, but um, I don't know how we did it. I, I literally do not know how we, we survived. I don't know how we made ends meet. I don't, Well, I, I know, know how we did. We had a really strong support system, <laughs> we did. right? We, we, had, yeah. we had really great family, family, parents, grandparents. Jenny's family, yeah. Um, that's how we survived yeah. it is we had a great support system. Yeah. So, but yeah, so younger Josh was kind of a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Nah. You're, 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 well, 18 you through early 20s, you do nothing but make the best choices. Yeah. <laughs> As I can attest to. Oh, God. Yeah, it was, it was, it was That's how crazy. I know about honey buns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, last time we we brought in DOO, 2020 went to hell, so no no more of that. Oh, yeah. my bad. <laughs> Shit pot. It can only help Shit. now. I'm just <laughs> saying. Right, hey, we got to talk about that. I don't, I don't particularly remember that, but Dinosaurs, <laughs> other than dinosaurs, zombies, and the and freaking an asteroid hit, and I think we only can go up from now on. You know? I would well, take dinosaurs. We almost, yeah. we almost had Sharknado. Right? Sharknado almost. Yeah. What do we say if the if the ninth gate of hell opened up in downtown Hudson on Second Street? We'd be like, well, okay. Well. <laughs> Don't worry, all the veteran community that lives there would be like, we got this. There you are, fellas. We got work to do. Yeah. We got all the guns and ammo here in West Indian Head. <laughs> Jen, you mentioned that he didn't tell, talk to you about before he went and talked to the recruiter. Yeah. So what was your reaction? I imagine well, Josh he, just walking through like, hey, surprise. Yeah, no, here's what he did. So, um, Classy his, as fuck. <laughs> yeah, his, his mom didn't live far from us. And so we here we have, you know, little Hannah. She's 14 months, 15 months old. Oh, How old were you? Older. You were just, just a cute little How old were you? I remember. You? Yeah. <laughs> and, like and it was so, yesterday. So he, he made arrangements with his mom to take Hannah for a little while. He made this fantastic dinner for us. 
and what did you make? It wasn't spaghetti. It was yeah, a baked ziti. No, it was baked ziti. Yeah. Yeah. So you made this whole big spread, and we sat down to have dinner. You and immediately it was, you know, know something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or at least after that, you you did because yeah. yeah it's... <laughs> and so we're sitting there having this dinner, and he's like, "So I did a thing." Okay. He's like, "I signed up." you know, National Guard, whatever. I'm like, you did what? Why? Why'd you do this? And so we just talked about it. And he's like, I just, you know, he told me all the reasons why he did. And I'm like, well, I guess what's done is done. And he's like, but I don't leave until September. So this was in April, right? This was in April that you signed up? Correct, yes. He's like, I don't leave until September. April of 1998. And we talked about, you know, in the military, they don't really... You know, if they wanted you to have a wife, they'd issue you one. So we thought we'd probably better get married before they could pull that card. Yeah. They don't and, train you for this stuff, man. It's, yeah. It's so it, would, it really, I mean, most people say, if, you know, you're going to get married, you got to have a year to plan the wedding. Well, we had months. It was a baptism by fire is what it was. Yeah. And so we just, it was, it was, I never got the on-the-knee proposal, which is fine. I'm not bitter about it. I don't care. Like, that's legit. That's real. I don't care. But he, and I should say I never got it. I got it a couple years well, later. Josh was, looked like he's about 30 seconds from an Uber ride home earlier. <laughs> but it was just kind of a, well, I guess we better get married then, huh? Because, I mean, we had Hannah, but we just never felt like we had to have a piece of paper to legitimize our relationship or something. But mm-hmm. now it's like, well, I guess we better. So... We got married in September, and a couple weeks after. later, he he left. And did you have any concerns about him going into the military or leaving for basic? Because at 98, it was still pretty much peacetime. It, yeah, I wasn't really worried about that so much. And, you know, it's interesting because our lease was up on, on our apartment or townhouse or whatever that we had. And my grandma, who lived in Hudson, was ill. She lived alone, and I was like, well, since Josh is leaving, and my grandma had been such a big part of my life when I was a kid, um, I should help her. She helped me when I was a kid, helped my mom, helped, you know, my mom was a single mom, so whatever. It just felt like, okay, I'm going to move in with grandma. Grandma was appreciative of the help. She couldn't drive so much anymore. She couldn't do grocery shopping, and um, she had a, a lung condition, so they said you can't vacuum, you can't do any of that that type of you know oh, housework, I, dude. Sorry. So I wanted some kind of fibrosis in the lungs. Um, yeah, it was like cystic fibrosis. No, it was pulmon- idiopathic pulmonary, pulmonary fibrosis. That's it. That's it. And um, so Grandma couldn't do a lot of these things. I'm like, why not? It's just me and Hannah. I'll move in with Grandma. We'll help her out. Well, the plan had been that we were just going to live there until Josh came back from basic training and whatever, and then we just stayed. We never left. We ended up buying the house. After Grandma passed, After Grandma we passed, bought, we bought the, house. the house. How long was it before you were able to communicate uh, with Jenny after so, you shipped out? And um, and this is a two-parter, and then when was the first time you were, how many months before you were able so to come back on leave? I, I did I did one-site unit training, so I went down for basic training and AIT all at the same shebang. So I was down there. I got to come home for a week. It was a week. I get to come home for a week for Christmas, and then yeah, I had to go were, back. Oh, you look like a... Yeah, I look like a cancer patient. Oh, you were so... Yeah. <laughs> AIT <laughs> is advanced infantry training, so they, it was... Advanced, like a, uh, advanced individual training. Individual? Okay, yeah, got it. advanced individual training. 
Um, and so I had to go back for that. And that was only six weeks when I did that. And then I got to come home after that. So, you know, it was, I got to come home early March. Okay, but was there like that initial first gap of communication? How? That was, well, it was about four weeks before I could, it was about a month before I called home. Called, was there writing? writing. We did a lot of writing. Yeah, and you know, I got a. It's weird. You look at those freaking letters, like from when we were writing back and forth, man. It was mm-hmm. like we were stupid. It was. Yeah. Well, what do you What do you mean? Like, what well, is we it? We were just. We were just so young. We were you just, know, okay. we were just so young. young. And money was very prevalent so, in those conversations yeah. so in those letters. His pay okay. that he was supposed to get didn't come, and I was um, when Hannah was first born. I had worked, and then we were just like, you know what? This is so stupid, for us to both work and we're paying daycare and we were so poor, you know, I hadn't gone to college yet, so I wasn't making a ton of money. I hadn't done and so it's like, you know what, I'm just going to stay home, you know, raise our child, whatever. So I'm not working. He's gone. Thank God we were living with grandma because <sighs> she helped out a lot because I had no money to buy diapers. I had no <laughs> money to buy food and his pay wasn't coming. And being brand new to the military, I have no idea. We who didn't to know. Even call. Yeah. So she was she was calling up to the actual armory and calling the the full timers up at the armory in Richmond, like you know, you motherfuckers, where is this? Shit? Well, yeah. I was, I was, did, did you use that expletive? You know, Jenny. No, I don't. That was a long time. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so yes, for sure. Uh. Um. Well, to start with, the only phone number that I had was the recruiter, and the recruiter's like, "Oh, he's not." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Well, I don't know," and I'm like, "Well, you promised we'd have money. Yeah, <laughs> you're not living up to your promises, and whatever." Eventually, the full timers got me in charge, or got me in charge, got me in touch with the um, family readiness group, who was able to pull, get money together. You, uh, know, you the, gotta remember, this is before, um, this is before nine eleven. This is before the wars kicked off. Mm-hmm. You know. So they, the family resource groups, you know, the they FRGs, they were, they they were just, well, they sucked. They were, they were terrible. They, you know, it was just one guy who volunteered for it and that did absolutely nothing. So they didn't really know how to handle that problem, you know, because my pay did get screwed up. It was going to the wrong account or I forget exactly what was going on. But they, she wasn't getting it. it. She she wasn't, she didn't have access to it. So it, it really created a. Um, kind of a stressful situation, you know, because I was I had to go to the drill sergeant and was like, that. Look, I need this fixed." You know, you like, "What do you want me to do about private?" You're a drill sergeant. Fucking fix it. You know, <laughs> um, you know, you're my only contact with the outside world right now. You know, so this needs to get fixed. You know, so I think they ran some stuff up their chain and right. And I mean, I, some people brought me diapers and yeah. they brought me groceries and whatever. But you know what? I'm a little sad about and almost a little ashamed, but I mean, I was so young that I just didn't know any better. But I've, Josh kept all the letters that I wrote to him and everything. And man, you think I would have been a nice, supportive wife? Come on, honey, I know this is tough. You've got this. But no, I was just like doom and gloom and negative. Where's my motherfucking money? (laughs) 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 All right. So, so yeah, uh, Hannah and, and Sarah, your mom does use language like that? Is that. On occasion. <laughs> she doesn't seem like the type of lady to do that, though. It, you have to get her really, really mad. Really, okay. really mad. I don't know like, about don't really, do the dishes really, but... and not clean your room for, like, 
Five months. Would you just clean your fucking room? <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who took the fucking scissors? God damn it. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's that and one, too. I'm clutching and my pearls when, right here. <laughs> Me, too. And when, when my dad was gone, like, she was scary and all, but it was kind of like, all right, we're just going to kind of be sneaky. But then when he came back, it was like, all right, everybody... You know, get, it, get, it get in line. We can't can't do anything wrong. Where's my motherfucking money? <laughs> Josh, should you come home and spray paint the little yellow footprints out? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't do any. I made him do push-ups a couple times. Right? Oh yeah, on the front lawn. <laughs> but you guys ran across the road without looking both ways. So discipline must be enforced. On the. F- Front lawn. <laughs> it was I a one-way street. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Old man Arm Brewster was coming out going, you girls listen to your dad. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. No, it was it was a it was a different time. It was a different it was time. A it was a different time, age. Really. We we had different mentalities and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, once I came home, everything started really kind of everything got a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And then we went on a couple of cruises and had a couple of kids. A cruise? <laughs> Oh my! Yep. You guys have to ring it up. Every <laughs> uh, so, Josh, National Guard—that's is that the like, one week in a month, and then correct. Year, that's then. at that point in time, yeah, it was one week. It, it changed the 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 thing that changed everything. Um, as you guys probably already know, this was nine eleven. Nine eleven changed almost everything in this in the fabric of this country. For our family, it was a pivotal point. Um, when 9-11 happened, I mean, we can tell you exactly what we were doing that day. I can tell you, you know, what the weather was like. Um, everything, I remember it. It was nice out. It was nice, yeah. <laughs> it was beautiful out, you know. And I had stayed home from work because she was pregnant with our Rebecca, our little... With our youngest. With our youngest. And um, she was miserable because she was nine months pregnant. She was the due date was coming up, um, and she her back was hurting, her feet were hurting, and so I called into work and said, "Yeah, I'm not coming in today because I need to take care of my pregnant wife." You know, so I took a vacation day, blah blah blah, and then you guys, I turned on the TV, and you guys know the rest of the story. I won't revisit that, but it changed it. It changed the, the dynamics of because we knew at some point I would be going. Um, especially after, uh, you know, they did the initial push into Afghanistan to go after the Taliban and Al Qaeda, you know, but then the, the ramp up, you know, the, uh, WMDs, the weapons of mass destruction conversation started up in Iraq. And once the thing, you could really tell that it was going to happen, you know, and, uh, agree with it or not is kind of redundant question now. Um, but we knew, we knew at some point I was going to be going. And so we started prepping for it. And, uh, it was, uh, it was a little challenging. That was a, that was a challenging time. Um, you know, and uncertainty was really the uncertainty was going with what's happening in our country, but for our little family, it wasn't a matter of if it was a matter of when for us. So the kids were ages were, Let's so see. you were you would have been five, four? No, she was six. She was in first grade. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. See, I can't tell these things. And she, <laughs> I play with numbers every day. Math is no, because I had I had I had taken her to school the morning of, and then I had to go get her because they shut down the schools. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I just turned. And she was in first I was, grade. And I just you were four. One. Yeah, you were no, four. No, she, she, her yeah. and Becca are yeah, fifteen you were one. months yeah, apart. You were one. So you were you were little. Yeah. Yeah. I changed your diaper and then had to take you back and change mm-hmm. it again because <laughs> that was you know important. <laughs> <laughs> How embarrassing. So how did you two kind of what take me through the prep that you had to go through? Because, you know, and I know we talked about on the first show, I mean, you kind of said that, you know, you, you were ready at that point. That you at the wanted. point. Yeah, at that point, you, you want to go. You know what I mean? There, before you go over on a deployment, I mean, I was, I wanted to go over there and freaking eat some guts. You know, I was ready to kill somebody. Yeah. And, um, you know, but that's, they train you that way. You know, that's what you're, I was infantry, you know, I was, I wanted to get into the fight, you know, um, they had hurt us, they had hurt our country and, um, I was ready to go over there and do what I was trained to do. And I did, you know, and I did it very well. And we prepped, mostly it was prepped for Jen and it was prepped for, Sarah was still not until the second deployment. I, I mean, you remember the first deployment in some respects, but the second yeah, deployment, the second deployment really is, mm-hmm. you know, the second deployment is really kind of right. the one that you remember the most. And yeah. I think it's the one that Hannah remembers the most, too. So. so, But do you remember any of the prep that we did? Not a lot of it. Not so a lot. A lot of the prep that we did. So 9-11 happened, and Josh didn't leave on a, his first deployment until 2004. So we had we had a little span of time. Yeah, but I was training up for it in 2000. I was going to yep, schools. You were, and, and you were doing a lot of schools. You yeah. were gone a lot, doing a lot of different military schools and training and yeah. whatever. But even that's not, you know, when you're gone... When you're gone at a school, it's not so bad because I know you're still safe. You're in the United States. You're just away, and we were able to talk frequently-ish. Yeah. Um, just phone calls and whatever. But it's amazing how technology changed over the years. Too. Yeah. I mean, we went from these horrific cell phones to you know, on the first deployment we had Messenger. You know, we we, we third, got to be really fast typers. And then on, yeah, and then on the oh, second sure. deployment, well, even up, you know, on the second deployment, we had Skype. You know, yeah. which mm-hmm. Skype was not a good thing. <laughs> Skype was not a good thing. Yeah, but um, as far as you know, prepping to get ready for it, it was it was more like just trying to get our mentality there, talking to the girls about you know, dad explaining, you know, dad's a soldier, he's in the army, he does that to help keep us safe. From I the mean, bad guys. It was always safe, the bad guys. Yep, safe from the bad guys. <laughs> the bad guys. Um, that's that's a lot of the prep that we did, and then of course you know the stuff that you don't like to think about, but you know getting your finances in order, getting your wills a drawn will, up. Drawing a will when you're twenty something years old, drawing a will and deciding what everything is is a uh, sobering. Yeah, that's yeah, a tough thing to do. It's really sobering because it forces you to think about you know. There is a chance. There is a chance, especially what we were seeing coming out of the first two waves that went over. You know, um, we knew we knew the tactics and the stuff that we were going to be facing and stuff. And so, I mean, it's you saw what was going to happen, and it did. Before before things got real bad, I remember you know talking to people and listening to people. 
in the first Gulf War. CNN's reporting, you know, thirty to 40,000 casualties yeah. in the first X amount of days or weeks, whatever it was. It, was there that same kind of mentality going into this one? Because, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, of course. And there you was always the fight. Fear. You always fight your... You fight the war that you fought last. You know, so they went into it thinking that it was going to be similar to the Gulf War. You know, in some respects, they were right. In other respects, they did not under... They did not estimate the capacity for um, the enemy being able to engineer as well as they did. I mean, can they, they came up with the IEDs and they came up, you know, while we were there, they came up with the EFPs and stuff like that. Um, it took some smart people to figure this stuff out. You know, Haji's not dumb. Well, what, was know. it 2003, four when Bremer axed all their military age males from being in in public service essentially yeah and i noticed i think if i got my timeline right that's when the ieds really started to ramp correct yeah you know and um it was you know iran was sending you know iran was sending guys over when we were over there because we were right on we were right on the sunni triangle and stuff and our on the eastern side of our ao bordered iran you know which was kind of fun to roll up there on the freaking border because they always freaked out when we did it. <laughs> the Americans are coming! Oh, you know, they'd all run to their machine guns and stuff. And it was like, dude, if we're coming over, man, you're not. Yeah, you're gonna. It's, get like, it's coming from there. Beforehand, you know, yeah, beforehand, it's, beforehand from you, above. You yeah. look to a different direction, buddy, because it's not gonna be. I'm gonna be mopping you up, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they were sending, and the Republican Guard was sending freaking guys over and setting up EFPs and stuff like that. You know that. Curved metal plate, and they pack it full. And then they basically, when they detonate it, the force pushes that out, and it basically shoots a jet of molten metal out, you know, from the force of the explosion. It's brilliant engineering, you know. It's fabulous engineering. Like I said, they're not they're not dumb, you know. And they were coming up with ways, unique and um, colorful ways, to kill Americans, you know. And she knew this. She knew all of this. Yeah, Jen, what's going through your head? I mean, you have a husband, and you know, every vet I've talked to from this time. The general consensus is I wanted to go over there. I wanted to be in the fight. Were you the voice of reason? Back? Well, um, I know better than to try to um, dampen his spirits when he's, <laughs> when he's really excited about something. Um, I understood his passion. I understood. And, you know, a lot of the guys that he was going over there with, I I knew them. My girls call them their still, army uncles. Still, still. Um, and still do. You know, I mean, I understood that he wanted to go over there for a lot of reasons, and probably the biggest reason was to protect his brother's back. Yeah. And and I supported that, you know, because I didn't want to see any of these guys get hurt, and I knew that they were all going to look out for each other as best as they could. So, I mean, it's not like I ever said... You know, baby, I don't want you to go. I want you to find a way out of it. Uh, break your leg. You know, I mean, I never, I never, ever, ever did any of that. Did I want him to go? Of course not. But did I understand and support him? For sure. So it was, it was weird because um, the first deployment, um, you know, they say hindsight's twenty twenty, and you can look back on stuff and stuff like that. You know, the first deployment compared to the second deployment was so much easier. It was. I don't want to say fun because fun's not the right or correct word to use, but it was um, it was definitely easier to deal with. But it was um, 
strange too at the same time. The second deployment was that was tough. It was tough to go so, away again. You know? So it's interesting that Josh and I kind of have different perspectives on which of his two Iraq deployments was harder. Because for me, his first deployment was the hardest yeah. because I had young children at home who didn't necessarily understand, you know, how do you explain these very adult concepts to small children? And I didn't work. I was raising our kids and um, it was very isolating. I felt very alone. Um, and a lot of times I felt helpless. Um, and, you know, it was, it was really hard for me, that first deployment. The second deployment was not as hard for me. It was more annoying. (laughs) Before we get too deep into the second deployment, can you give us uh, an idea of, or rather, can you just tell us what, what was the length of time of the first deployment? And it was from, you said 2004? Correct. It was from 2004 to 2005. I left in the summer of 2004, but I didn't go boots on the ground until fall of 2004. So we hit, we went to Fort McCoy for about a month, and then we went to our MOB site, which was Camp Shelby, Mississippi, which was very difficult coming from a Wisconsin environment in (laughs) late spring to a tropical environment down in camp. I don't know if you boys have been down south or not, yeah. you know, but it eats you alive down there. That if you're not used to it and you don't know what to expect, that 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 Mississippi summer is. I mean, that humidity literally eats you. You know, it eats you. It consumes you. If unless you know how to deal with it or you get acclimated to it, and even once you, I don't even think I think that's why the folk down there are so angry because they, <laughs> <laughs> they live in that crap down there, you know. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, so we did six months um, pre or mobilization, and then we had to go to get um, validated. We went and did our desert training out at um, Fort Irwin, NTC, California, and then from there we were there for about a month and got validated um month and a half maybe and then boom we went boots on the ground we hit right we hit about a week before thanksgiving in in november into kuwait and we rolled into kuwait and then about two weeks after that i rolled across the border i ground convoyed up i didn't fly up to my base i ground convoyed up um across the border where everything happened it was a weird surreal Thing. I wish I had taken pictures of it because, you know, I can't really, uh, my words, I can't convey to you or capture the essence of what it was. I mean, you're going by signs, you know, you are about to enter a live war zone. Yeah. Unless you've been there, you can't, it's, it's hard to describe, you know. And then shortly after that, I got put on Task Force Danger and I was running vehicles all over and. My first, my second day in Iraq, I got IED'd, and it was pretty much about every, yeah, every two months after that, I would, <laughs> I would be involved in an IED again. You know, about three weeks after that, I got shot at for the very first time. That was fun going across the bridge into Crit, and you know, and it was uh, it was crazy, man. It was it was uh, definitely different, you know, you know, different experience, but. I was there 
we came home, getting back to your original question. Sorry, I got off in the weeds there. Uh, we came home in October of 2005. So we were, then we did a month. Cause it was right before Halloween. Cause I wanted to come, I wanted to be home by Halloween. So, so even, you know? even after you got back, like you, you still had work to do. You were still sort of having to be stateside, not at home in a sense. Yeah. They put us, they put us into the barracks and basically they said, don't go anywhere, but here's a bunch of alcohol, you know? <laughs> and, uh, now why would they do that? It was again, strangely cathartic, <laughs> you know, um, I hear you, man. Is it, there's like a defragmentation period. It was, we needed to let off some it? steam, man. Okay. You, I'm still letting it off to this day. Um, you know, I, you know, yeah, we had to do something, you know, and they wouldn't let us go out into the towns or anything like that. We were basically quarantined, you know, but they, uh, they basically threw us a bunch of alcohol and said, you know, you guys just hang out here, relax. The families could come on, you know, Jenny drove down, drove on to the, in the stretch prowler. Our, <laughs> also a, known as a minivan. We had a, <laughs> we, had a, we had a Pontiac freaking purple minivan. I called it the stretch prowler. Nice. You know, it was, yeah, it was a dope as fuck van, man. I, like that. <laughs> I, I remember that van. Yeah. I remember it. So she came down and spent some time down there with us and or with me. Not with us. But, got lost yeah. at got I lost always at Fort get lost. I'm directionally challenged. So I got lost at Fort McCoy and I'm calling him up crying. I can't see anything. It's dark. I don't know where I am. <laughs> He's like, just stay where you are, I'll come find you. So Yeah, so Yeah, it was it was yeah, it was crazy. It was that time period and then um, they didn't do a very good job of getting us back into society, you know, cause you come out and you're, I was, if it wasn't for her, I'd probably, I'd probably be in prison to be honest with you, you know, building my shank, freaking <laughs> cottage. <laughs> <industry>. <laughs> you know? with um, the, your pretzy show. My pretzy show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God. Pretzy. But, uh, you know, she, <laughs> oh my God. yeah, I'd. I guess I've never really asked her their, her perspective on that, so I'm kind of curious as oh. what it was like when I yeah, first I just, came back. But you know, oh, are we having therapy? I just want to, yeah, yes. <laughs> I was, That's what I the was, whiskey's for. I was aggressive as fuck. I'll just say that. But I just want to roll things back to you, Jenny. Mm -hmm. You said that the first deployment was tough. The second one was annoying. That first one, you said you're trying to take care of your kids and get them ready. I mean, what are you doing for yourself at that point? I I can't imagine oh, there's a question. There's a manual out there that you can read of how to prepare for your husband to leave. Right, yeah. So there wasn't a whole lot that I that I did or could do. I mean, I was... They were learning it as they went. Yeah. Like it, the FRG. So the family readiness group kind of became a big deal once our soldiers were getting deployed. And so I got involved in that. We discovered that the FRG for... Bravo Company, which is the unit he was with, sucked. It was terrible. And so we kind of formed our own. And um, that was important. Um, that's kind of where I got my support. Other young moms. And then there were a lot of mothers of soldiers that were in this group, too. And that was really great because it was almost like, I, you know, us, us young moms kind of got an army mom. And um, they were 
they were important in helping us keep our sanity and keep grounded. And, um, you know, we helped each other out. We watched each other's kids so that you could, you know, take a shower so that you could, you know, maybe just go to the grocery store without having to haul along all the kids and deal with, you know, our youngest was exceptionally good at temper tantrums in the middle of the store. <laughs> still is. What, yeah. still uh, is. what do you mean was exceptional? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Since so she's not here, we can do this. Big, big sister chiming in. She's not here to defend herself. No, to everybody, uh, Becca's does not allowed to watch this, no. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just send a link over. Yeah. yeah, and that girl had a scream that could break glass. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Throwing herself onto the floor and this son on yeah. each side. Like, yeah, yeah she was a master. Me and, me so, and Hannah just in the corner going like... Oh. I have no idea where she got it from either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's really where the support came from. And they grew as they went along too. They got really good at it. Man. Right, we, we learned. Were there other wives and moms in there, aside from the mothers of soldiers, were there other wives that, oh, my husband's been on deployment before, this is kind of, no, mm -hmm. you're all in the same boat it together? Was, it was all of us Bravo company women, whether it was moms, um, you know, I can't remember if there were like sisters of soldiers. I don't no, think so. I think it was all wives and, and moms. And you figured out who was freaking really good at what they were doing. And you figured out who was a piece of shit, too. Yeah. And there was politics a lot, too. Yeah, and, you know, you know, women, they're bitchy and catty. catty and, <laughs> and so, I, you know, this, and that was kind of the problem with the actual, like, the Bravo company some women, sanctioned. Some women like to wear their husband's rank as well, you know. Yeah, well, that happened more during the second sure. deployment, but, what yeah. What do you mean? Well, so some women, ahead. Some women like to... Um, my husband is the captain, so you have to do what I say. Oh, okay. okay. And other women Got are like, it. my husband is an E5, and he tells your husband to fuck off. You know? So. Oh, that's real, real annoying it, sounding. Yeah, yeah it, was, it is. It was, it was it challenging. It presented, it presented some real challenges, especially for people who were trying to figure stuff out. You know? Well, and I think that, you know, like the captain's wife, for example, the captain probably told his wife, oh, yeah, I got specialist so-and-so who's just acting up. So then, you know, captain's wife comes to this meeting and is like, so-and-so's wife, I hear you're husband's fucking up what's going on with that yeah, yeah, that happened and it's like that's none of your business what's happening wow I, i've sent a picture to my sister and brother-in-law because uh, he just got his staff sergeant promotion yeah. there's a picture of two guys they look like they're in a safari and a hippo charging at him mouth wide open it just says my husband's a staff yeah. sergeant yeah 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 <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah you get you get those types and you get that you could tell really quick and um who was there to support their their husband or their significant other and who was this there to take the paycheck and spend it you know we saw that and we saw that we too. saw that quite quite a bit and um yeah is you fi you figured you figured out who 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 was solid and who wasn't you know you figured out who the good guys were and the bad guys were and, you know or at least what you thought was a good guy and then you had people who were massively disappointed and then you thought there were some people who you thought were going to be a disappointment and you turned they turned out to be a freaking shining star on the on the on the hill you know it was like a solid as fuck you know so it was a a unique experience for everybody involved on yeah. that one 
Yeah. yeah. When you were gone for New Year's, me and one of the the wives were hanging out like, what do we do on New Year's? We got these kids. What are we going to do? We decided we're going to paint my kitchen. <laughs> and and we went, oh, there's no paint stores open. It's New Year's Eve. Everything is closed. We can't even buy a paintbrush. And my friend is like, hey, I know somebody who just redid their house. Let's call him up and see if he has any leftover paint. So we did, and he did, and so we're driving around. You know, the poor professional painter here is going. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I didn't want to bring this in. I know Three of one company that's open on New paint. Year's. It's going to be my biography. <laughs> well, we decided to do this at 10 o'clock at night. So, oh, yeah. Good do you idea. remember any of this, Hannah? I mean, you do you were, remember us you were... painting the kitchen army green? Yeah. Why we chose that? Well, it's because yeah. what this guy had. It's what I, he had extra. Yeah, and I remember going, hmm, that's an interesting color. Okay. They <laughs> must know what dolly? they're doing. Where's yeah, my they... dollies? Um, Josh, did you have any concerns, you know, have to leave your family back? I mean, life doesn't stop over here, but... And I... If no, you, no you, I... I, I am... Um, I I trusted Jen implicitly, and I never had any concerns whatsoever. Um, the I was worried. I would say, you know, I mean, she had three. Well, at the time, actually, I mean, we haven't brought it up, but what we did earlier, you moved here because of your son. Yeah. And, oh, and Jordan. Yeah, and my son Jordan, his son this. was living with us at that time during so the first deployment. An, he was such an angry kid. And he was 15, 15 when you yeah. did your first deployment. And that was one of my biggest challenges because he's gone and I'm dealing with a very angry, very violent 15-year-old who thought it was a good idea to, I don't know, hit mom. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was really one was of my biggest challenges. Yeah. But yeah, was, we've moved past that now. It's okay. okay. <laughs> Josh, uh, Josh, how do you, how do you pack that part up? Because you still have to prepare yourself to go over there, and I imagine you're going through the motions, a that the army is putting for you. But honestly, what I did was, um, I knew she was going to be a single mom, you know, for an extended period of time. Basically, what I packaged that up as was, as far as the home, home front goes, she's the boss, and. Um, what she wanted to do was I was a hundred percent behind her. She had a hundred percent of my support. I don't think I ever questioned anything that you'd, you know, uh, it was, it was, I'm deferring to you because I need to focus on this. And she knew that. I mean, we had talked about it, you know, and it was just, you know, look, you got this. I trust you. And, you know, but it's just we're still that way right we are we are and you know we made we made big decisions while you were gone like you were gone and we bought the house well we bought the house so power of attorney i'm signing my name and my name for him poa josh and you know so i mean that's a big life decision that couples make and we had to make it while he was in iraq like i said and our identity got stolen while you were at ntc and i dealt with that <laughs> that was a funny story <laughs> i get a call i get a call from my first sergeant and get that get sergeant he's down here i need to see him so i go running into the first sergeant and I'm first sergeant i'm standing at parade rest and all you know parade rest and all i'm you know 
He's like, when the fuck did you go to fucking Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, first sergeant? Yeah, because we were locked out. We couldn't go anywhere. He, yeah. he was fucking with me. And he's like, you need to call your wife right now. God damn it. She's pissed off at you because you went to fucking Mexico. So go. You know, so I went and called her up. And she's, she's like, did you go to Mexico or Spain? You know. Well, all the, all that would the be kind of hard for me to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it'd be kind of hard for me to do. Fell asleep like, you know. on the cargo plane and woke up. Well, we had to. We well, had to verify it seemed like it was a good idea at the time. Yeah. Yeah. We had to verify that he had the card on him yeah. in his possession. You know, whatever. Because then I'm filing a claim with Wells Fargo, and it was it was yeah, awful. It was, but it was funny. we laughed about it at the time. It was scary, but it, now we laugh about it. it yeah. Was, Hannah and Sarah, what was it like for? You growing up, you know, your dad's in the army, and what was it like on that first um, deployment? You know, mom and dad telling you, dad's gonna go fight the bad guys. <laughs> um, I don't really remember much of the first deployment. I kind of remember, I kind of remember picking you up in a limo from the airport when you came home on leave. When you came home on leave, maybe. Or... Mom got us all dressed up in like these dresses, and yeah, that was. Yeah. And I just remember she was smoking cigarettes like it was, you know, like none Chain other. Smoking. Yeah, we both and, used to smoke. Oh, yeah, oh, like all the time. Like, and then I think Coco was smoking, too. The whole family did. Everybody was smoking. Some and, of them still do. And <laughs> then the limo pulled up and we came and got you. And yeah. I remember that, but I don't remember. remember I just kind of knew that Dad had to leave and that he wasn't going to be back for a while but we'd still kind of talk to him every now and then but it wasn't like like i said though i was super young for the first one so i don't remember much i remember kind of being like oh i miss him i have some i mean the second deployment it's it was like i can because i was in fourth grade in my second and when he was in the second deployment and i remember on skype me and becca would get distracted dancing in the living room and he'd still be on there and be like hello are you guys there? And me and Becca are in La La Land. Yeah, or I remember when you came home for leave and Skype stuff. was Skype was. Can you, can you? This is the second time that you've, you've said that. Can can you kind of explain so, a little bit? Skype on that? Skype. I mean, I'm sure you're not mad at the Skype company, but no. <laughs> so on the, first, the company itself. You mean on the first Microsoft? Deployment, right? Uh, on the first deployment, we just had MSM Messenger, so we would sit there and chat and. But we could or pull up a can, picture, so we had a video feed, but with no sound. Yeah, so okay. you could you could sit there and look at each other, going. Enhance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. there was a delay. Or you okay. could call, you know, but calling was very difficult because their eight o'clock in the morning was my two o'clock in the morning, you know, and so we really had to nail down times um, when you could call, and it was very difficult because everybody else was trying to call at the same time. So you would try to figure out a time, an off time when you could call, you know. Um, and it was a little bit different because on the first deployment, we were we were in a pretty bad area, you know. So, I mean, we would take contact fairly regularly. You know, when you took contact, everything would just shut off. And they you would hear it coming because they would sound the, sound the sirens and stuff. And I would just have to go like, hey, baby, I got to stop. I got to go. Bye. Love you. You know, and when she would hear stuff like that, you know. It and then was, I don't sleep for two it, days till he can get it, back Because on. they would have a communication shutdown, you know. So Skype, the reason why I preferred that shitty way of communicating over Skype is because Skype, you could sit there and you could have a face-to-face conversation, you know. But people got really easily distracted, you know. 
the kids were like, hey, dad, love you, bye, ha, ha, ha. you know, and, and away you go. And um, due to the times when you were talking, you know, it was not great times for her. You know, she was trying to get kids into bed or she was trying to get them off to school. Or I was at work. Or she was at work, you know, so it just, it never... You know, you were always just like, okay, well, I'll talk to you. You know, I'll talk to you later. Bye. You know, and uh, we really, we really just kind of, we just got to the point where we were like, I, we would call it specific days at certain times, usually on the weekends. And we kind of, for, well, we, and it we got, didn't communicate. Yeah. Well. And, you know, the second deployment, I don't want to jump around too much, but the second deployment was much different for you. Yeah. And um, I wasn't so worried about it. Because you were in a much safer area, relatively speaking, and you had a lot more free time on your hands. Whereas now I had started working, I was in school, I was um, doing all of this stuff, plus taking care of the kids. And you had all this free time, so you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna Skype Jen," and you're trying to talk to me, and I'm like, yeah, "Talk Dude. dirty to me, baby." I'm like, I'm-. <laughs> "I'm trying to get the kids to school. I'm not talking to anybody." Yeah. And I was so busy all the time that I just didn't have, you know, I didn't have the availability that he did. Siri and Hannah, how do you feel about their comment? Yeah. 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 That was my best Gordon impression. Sorry. <laughs> so, Hannah, you're, you're just better. thrilled to be hearing these stories. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. They're really. used to it. They hear me say stuff like that. Uh, that's but, Hannah, what do, you, what do you remember? Um, honestly, a lot of it is a blur now. Um, I remember being stressed out because I was seeing my mom stressed out. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember hearing stuff like in passing at school and not really knowing a ton about what it meant and I remember being really really worried for dad because I was scared the bad guys were going to get him Yeah, and that's kind of the main chunk of what I remember how old were you sorry um so I was I was in first. seventh seventh grade by by nine eleven. So I was in what first second grade? No, do the math. I'm not an accountant. Wait, I am an accountant. Wait a minute. First, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm just a security guard. You you're the math lady. Okay, for your first for the first deployment, you were in- you were you were seven or eight for yeah. the first deployment. So you would remember more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's just like little snippets and more the emotion. Yeah, I remember more the emotions of things and like really really stressed out nights where she would be like my mom, meaning she, um, my mom would be like sitting at the kitchen table like crying. I don't like thinking about her crying because that makes me emotional because I'm an emotional person. But just more the emotions of how things were and being really, really scared and stressed and um, telling everybody that I could at school that, yeah, my dad is fighting the bad guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I was one of the only kids mm-hmm. that I knew who's, who had a parent that was deployed. And so everyone would always be like, oh, that's kind of cool. What do they do? Oh, well, he's fighting the bad guys. Oh. 
My dad's a knuckle dragger. He's a <laughs> he walks around going, me like Zug Zug. Mm. You know, I'm not but sure. But do you like Zug Zug though? Or, or did they just tell you you like Zug Zug? <laughs> so did, were there any, did the other couples in the FRG have kids? Were you able to hang out with them at all? Uh, yeah, there was um, the one girl that I painted the kitchen with. She had a daughter who's the same age as Hannah, also same named name. Hannah, but they didn't really get along. I was more of a let's go play in the mud with sticks and leaves, and she was more let's brush Barbie doll hair and yeah. talk about boys. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> Barbie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. How many Barbies have you lit on fire? Yeah. <laughs> well, zero, but I, I lost count of the amount that, like, mysteriously lost their heads. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, Wednesday. Yeah, oh, Wednesday. Adams. Hey, the Adams family is great. No, that's that's a actually that's a compliment you. for him. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. By the second deployment, do you, do you remember more at that point? Uh, a little bit more, yeah. Um, I was more busy trying to fit in at school and not seem like the odd person out. Um, everyone, it always baffled me because everyone would always be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm yeah. so sorry your dad is deployed. I'm so sorry. And it's like, yeah, no I, yeah, people I, I don't say that to me too. I'm, I'm proud that my dad is off defending our country. Why mm-hmm. are you sorry about this? Yeah. This is, it's not like he, it's not like he went missing. It's not like he died. Why are you sorry? Um, I, think, so that was, I think a lot of times people don't know really what to say, and that becomes a re, a, mm-hmm. almost a like a Pavlovian response for yeah. people. You know, mm-hmm. like like you tell people nowadays. You know, you're like, yeah, I was in the service, and they're oh, thank you for. It's like almost automatic. Like they, yeah. they they automatically say it. You know, oh well, thank you for your service. You know, it's like thank you. I, I appreciate it. And I'm always uncomfortable with that. Like I never know what to say. I, I don't know what the right yeah, response is. Yeah, and that was is, one of the big know? takeaways from the last time that I that I was on the show that we sort of talked about yeah. this. Uh, was yeah, it was the fact that you guys were, were like, you know, maybe don't, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, it's 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 a challenging thing, you know, because you know you get one of there's one or t- one of two responses that you get, and it has been my experience like people find out that you were you know when you were a combat MOS and they're like, oh really? Well, did you kill anybody? You know, <laughs> fucking a. oh yeah. It, <laughs> I have fun yeah. with it now. I like it used to piss me off. It was like, oh, well, does it make me a bad soldier if I didn't? You know, you get all angry and shit like that. Now I just I have fun with it. I'm like, only when we got hungry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or it, only when they didn't clean the bathrooms, you, you, stuff like that. You know, it just to because it's a psychological defense response is what it is. You know, because it's I got tired of being angry about it. You know, so you make. You make you make fun of it. You know, humor is almost always the best. You know, you, you talk to firemen or you talk to cops or you talk to soldiers. We have a very twisted sense of humor. You know, oh, yeah. And uh, you know, it kind of bleeds. If <laughs> I think I <laughs> contaminated my my children with it. You know, I mean, you think one likes dead baby jokes, the other one doesn't. But you know, they'll no, laugh at the wife that hates the dead. Yeah, baby yeah. Jokes. yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Those are, are are definitely you'll get canceled these days. Yeah, yeah, oh, you yeah. Know. Hashtag canceled. <laughs> so yeah, so you were you were able to stay communicated with each other, but um, and then you went into it. You guys were able to schedule uh, calls and that, but um. 
do the two of you, do you have good memories of, uh, I think we're kind of, we've worked over toward the second deployment, but do you have different memories of the second deployment between the two of you of, um, of the communication set um, when that went down? I, I just, I know that we were able to talk to dad more and that was kind of something that was really important. I remember. Yeah, you, guys, you guys got to see me too. You remember yeah, the well, Mexico I was gonna, trip? Well, yeah, I was going to bring that up. Oh, wait, so you did go to Mexico? <laughs> yeah. Like, eventually, we Mexico. Went, yeah, we went to New Mexico. <laughs> close. We were, yep. Yeah. yeah. El Paso. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so, that was pretty fun because we also got to see Grandpa and Grandma. Was that a leave situation? Or? Yep. So, yeah, we yeah. got blocked leave in, for two weeks. Yeah. About what year, month? So that was in 2000. It was late 2009, right before we headed over. Okay. Now. It was our last leave before we, like, the day they left, we were boarding the planes to go over. So. Got it. So you came back in 2005, and then your the gap between your deployment was? Yep. So, 2000, so 2005, uh, you came back, and you had terminal you had terminal, ble- terminal leave. So we didn't, from about October to March of the following year in 2006, we didn't do anything military. We just... I didn't work. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't do anything. Yep. So this is the Which gap was, that we were talking about. That, that yeah. I'm really sorry to to backtrack on this. And, and and Jenny, if this is you know a tough thing for you, but I I would you know with re- respect to the the aftermath of the first deployment. I I mean, what was your your feeling on on so, you, you know on how he was when he came back like we, we went over how you were you got a lot of alcohol and you guys were able to yeah, kind of I was, I was fucked up defrag a little yeah, and you said you up. maybe would have gone to prison it, and it, if it, this it, is a therapy session i'm sorry but right you know, no, no, Jenny, no, no, no. You, it's um so one thing of you know even before deployment so just josh's entire from the time he enlisted until until he retired when he would have his drills on the weekends he would come back on sunday and it wasn't until like monday night that we could be like, okay, he's back mentally. Cause he go, we would call it, he was in military mode or army mode. And it took him just, you know, when he did his weekend things, it took him a day to get out of that. Um, especially as I went up in rank, especially <laughs> as you went up in rank. No, no joke. That's like, you know, it's, it seems like it's funny, but you know, you yell a lot more as you get more rank. <laughs> yeah. 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 And when he did, you know, like when he did the two weeks that he would have to do in the summer, being in military mode lasted a little bit longer when he got back and it was you know kind of a an adjustment period the girls kind of learned don't ask dad for things when he first yeah. gets back yeah <laughs> um because he was he was he would talk to them like they were soldiers not little girls because he had to get the mindset switched back around and he tried doing that to me i think one time he tried to give me the knife hand but um, that was once. <laughs> that was once, and I put you him see, in his You place. guys are listening, and he, <laughs> right on cue, he went, knife hand. Yeah, that, you don't give your wife the knife I, hand. I think, no. I think her, her exact words, oh, know. hell no, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. so, so, you know, if you put that into perspective of, you know, so two days, two weeks, okay, now it was... 18 months when he got back from his first deployment it had been 18 months that he was gone and he was um very angry he was very aggressive i mean not like aggressive towards us but just his general demeanor was just i'm an angry man kind of thing you know he was um he did not fuck with me no he, he was super paranoid um 
being in public places, you see trash on the side of the road and he's like, what is that? You know, because everything is is danger. Going to a a crowd and it's dangerous because that's where his mind has been for 18 months. And still to this day, if we go to a restaurant, he has to sit wherever he can see the door. Yeah. And before he sits down, he's scoping it out. So that was, you know, magnified times a million when he first got back. He was... He was pretty intense. And, um, yeah, he he hasn't, I mean, even to this day, it's been years and years now, he hasn't told me everything that he's done and seen, and that's okay. He can tell me whatever he wants. But when he first came back and he told me a few things, I think my nightmares were as intense as his, and I wasn't even there. So, I mean, he had to work through a lot of that. It, the girls wouldn't wake him up if he was yeah, sleeping. that was a big oh, no-no. No. That was oh, a big no-no. No. Um, I had don't come around the corner and can, scare him. Can you tell me why? Because uh, um, he would be, he would, he would wake up and he would be yeah. running. <laughs> kind yeah, of. he would be waking up and he would. Um, or it's it would it would be army mode right there, right when yeah. he would wake up because he you know you startled you you would wake him up and he would be startled and it would be army mode and he would be like whoa what's going on what do I you know and yeah it it would, it would put him into almost an instant panic being yeah. woken up suddenly. Yeah. Um, so. And so it was a fight reaction. Yep. Yeah. 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 I learned that the hard way with some friends of mine. Yeah. And I'm not a little guy by any means, but I found myself on the other side of the room a couple times. Yeah. You know, again, don't make bad decisions when you're early 20s. And mm. oh, my best friend's back from Iraq. I'm gonna go shake him awake. Nope. Yeah. No. Bad idea. <clears throat> no. Okay. So we're 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 talking about the aftermath of the the, the first deployment and that. Um, so then you know take us there so after 2005 we've got what's happening here and in your next deployment doesn't happen until so yeah so 2005 we came back um we didn't we didn't have uh we didn't have i didn't have drill from about october until march or april of the next year in 2006 and um that was really bad that was a really bad idea um because they just they cut you loose, you know. But anyways, I'm getting off into the weeds again. So you get back into the swing of things. Uh, we didn't have to do AT in 2006, but we started drilling every month again. And then after that, it changed. Like once we started in 2000, it was late 2006, 2007. It started going from, you know, you had to be there Thursday night all the way through the weekend and ATs became three, excuse me, three weeks instead of two, you know, and, um, it, the army changed it just the whole dynamics of it changed. You know, it used to be, it used to be fun. You know, lack of better words, it used to be fun. And then it all of a sudden became work, you know, and then it became something that you really just did not care for. But at that point in time, I was already past the 2008. I hit 10 years. And so then I started getting promoted, you know, and all of a sudden promotions started becoming very, very important. And lucrative. And lucrative. So 2008, 2009, I got promoted to E6 and took my sixes over at Alpha Company over in Menominee. And then we started hearing hints, allegations, and rumors of a new deployment coming up and um it looked like it was it was gonna happen you know 
And so we started prepping for the, the next deployment. And for me, that one was tougher for Jen. Like she said, I, I thought, it, I thought it was dip more difficult, you know, but it was a different mission. It wasn't a, a traditional infantry mission. It was more of a, it was more like a garrison mission. For yeah, a so why army. was it more difficult? Can you get more into that? One underneath, we were underneath MPs, infantry and MPs do not mix. Okay. Two. Why? Because we hate each other's guts. Because okay. MPs are military MP, police for those MP, that are listening uninitiated. Fucking cops, and they think they freaking do the same thing that we do, and they don't. You know, they fall under the. Uh, uh, is it Pogue? Pogue Person yeah. of great importance. Yeah, <laughs> they think they're they think they're freaking. You know, they're frontline combat troops, and they're not. They're freaking. You you direct traffic, you fucking piece of shit. So, you know, <laughs> whatever. You know, but uh. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 you know, I mean, I got, I know guys who are MPs and they're, they're good dudes. It's professional rivalry shit, you know, but they really should not have put us underneath. And it was a training and supervisory mission when they should have given that to like, you know, some truck drivers or people who do training all the time. Cause you know, we were training, um, infantry correction officers, you know, and that's not the kind of training that infantry does. You know, I I could give a fuck less about less than lethal weapons. You know, I I don't need any training on that. You know, but that's what we did. And it was just, it was a it was a foobar mission, right from the you know it was, it was a furball right right off the bat. You know, we didn't enjoy it, and um, yeah, it led to problem. It led to whole a whole other world of problems. You know, that we shouldn't have had to deal with if we had been dealing with a. A regular straight infantry mission where you know we're kicking indoors or whatnot i don't know why they didn't send us to afghanistan we were supposed to go to afghanistan in the last minute we got put on iraq but whatever but my pay grade as the old saying goes you know, <laughs> uh, so yeah so speaking of that um and i'm looking at the notes here something that i i haven't thought of gordon and i never really thought of here uh until listening to a different podcast, it was the financial side of things. I guess I, maybe that's overly personal, and I apologize again oh, no. for. Well, it's just, it's for one me, of the most as, important yeah, aspects. Yeah, I was listening to another show, and he it's a retired SEAL that does a podcast now. What he's talking about, you know, he's in the helicopter going on target, and he's thinking about, all the, well, the water heater just broke down, or do I have enough money in the bank account this to pay the mortgage this month? And I Jen, was, how do you deal with that? And Josh, how do you un, how do I will you say this? Put that in the back of your head. I was extremely, extremely blessed. I was very lucky. I did not have to worry about that stuff because at that point in time, Jen had already really kind of came into her own as being as, on the accountant side of things. She had the finances and everything like that. I never had to worry about it. I was, but I was lucky. I was I I was the exception to the rule because I, you know, I would hear guys talking about stuff like that, you know, and fuck my truck payment or this that and the other thing. I'm right, you know, some guys got really really screwed over by some, you know, different companies, you know. Um, I, there for the grace of God or the gods, I did not go because I had someone who was complete she had me freaking completely covered my my back was completely covered up and i was extremely lucky you know i never had to i never had to deal with it i never had to deal with any financial worries or anything other than she was giving me a re, she would read off a, a financial report just like 
you know, I'm, I'm in a motorcycle club and it's like the treasurer's reading off the, the, the money report, you know, she would give me a report every time we talked together. This is what I've done with this. This is what I moved money to this. I had to pay for this. You know, all of our loans are up to date. We're good. Blah, blah, blah. You're making really good money. I'm freaking doing this with this and we're saving all money. You know, I, it was, and it was all roses. Now, whether or not that was really yeah, the case. Can, can you tell us about that metamorphosis but for you? Like, how she, did that work? If she did, if it wasn't, she did it on purpose because mm -hmm. she knew I couldn't freaking I couldn't deal with that <laughs> right. stress. Yeah, so. So, so, you know, as far as the finances go, so, yes, I'm an accountant and my mother is a banker. So, you know, she's she was a good support, too, like saying, all right, so... He's going to be gone. You're going to have fixed income. You're going to know exactly what you're getting every month. Because before that, you know, he and I both worked hourly jobs, whatever. So it was actually kind of a luxury to have like a salaried fixed pay. I always knew what was coming in. I knew what to expect. And um, and he was, you know, he's deferring a lot. But he was really good, too, because he'd be like, okay, so I need a new pair of boots. I can order them and have them shipped right here to me in Iraq. I can get them from, you know, the commissary or whatever, the PX. Yeah, um, PX. But I'm going to, I am I need a couple hundred dollars. And I'd be like, cool, I've got it in the budget. Go get your damn boots. So, I mean, he was, he was really good about communicating that too. So it was never like, was, well, what's this money that's been spent? I don't know what this is. Now we're in trouble and I can't make the house payment. You know, we, we talked about it. it. We communicated and, um, not that shit didn't like that. didn't happen like that, you know, and, right. but you know, but it, you we know, we were always a team about it. Yeah. And when he was deployed, I mean, it was kind of nice cause we got not nice that he was in a dangerous place, but we got combat pay hazard pay. Um, Where's my motherfucking money? <laughs> <laughs> and while he's deployed, it was tax exempt. Tax so, you know, that's always a bonus, too. And um, we didn't really have a problem with that while he was deployed. I think we were able to we're very lucky. take care of it. We saw, we saw couples who did not manage their money well. Um, we saw couples who won one took advantage of the other, you know, and it makes you really angry when you think about she, it. Yeah, she know? took all of his money and blew it, and he got back and, ran and away didn't to have... Florida when he, when he got back, you know, with somebody else. Like I said, you really see some of the true character of people come out, you know. But, um, Jen, did you have did you see that stuff kind of going on maybe in the beginning and kind of go, here's what not to do? Well, kind of. I mean, this one example that he's giving, um, none of us in the group liked her that much because we <laughs> yeah. saw what she was doing you know we saw what she was doing and we're like you're kind of a piece of shit and we don't want to be around that so i mean yeah i mean you, you like he said earlier you can you pick out pretty quick who the people you want to hang out with are and those that you need to just kind of shine on and i just i want to backtrack i forgot one question but for so second third deployment by that time you're what middle school by third deployment second deployment second second deployment i was still i was in so fourth grade you have sports and you know social life and right. all that but you're saying you you know by that time you knew let's talk at this time on the weekends and stuff i mean did you two try to like 
I mm-hmm. want to go to this party, but it's my time to go talk to my dad. Did you rearrange anything like that or navigate through? You know? See, mom always kind of planned like the play dates of the with my friends. So whatever she was like, yep, you can go and do whatever Friday night. But Saturday night it's dad talk, or Sunday night it's we're talking to dad or something like. So she, because I was so young, so I don't. I mean, Hannah might have a totally different. I mean, it's similar because uh, I was in middle school at the time. Um, no, it would be, hey, don't forget, at this time, this day, we're talking to your dad. And I'm like, yeah, no, won't miss it. I'm going to go play video games at my friend's house now. Yeah. And I really tried not to have his deployment impact their activities and their their relationships that they had. You know, if they wanted to go hang out with their friends cool they could talk to dad next time um and you know the first deployment it's not like we had skype to talk to him so they could look at him in a little video feed that was on a delay and they could make faces at him but they couldn't talk to him they couldn't hear his voice unless he called talking about the first deployment though i do remember like a lot of these moments um mom had a video camera and she would be like all right girls dad's yeah. Dad, say hi to Dad. It's Christmas, or like it, you know, like tell Dad what you got for Christmas. And I remember all, Mom just going around with the camera, and us girls just going around the couch. And hey, Dad, like look at this is you know stuff like that that I really remember. And then I remember you know kind of watching those again with him, and it's really crazy because it's like yeah, it stuff. was a totally different life, you know. We had a totally when you get that stuff overseas, you know, I mean, she'd like send the little. Flash drives. And the flash drives or the cards, you know, and you plug it in and watch it. That shit saves you, man. It's like... Say goodnight, you, Gracie. Yeah, yeah you, you need, need that Gracie. You need that stuff, man. You need it, you know, because you're getting a little piece of piece of home right there. You know, it's... Holy crap. There's, like, videos of us stuff. dancing Plus, around. she would sneak the little, the little shooters of scotch into my socks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Goddamn, baby, I love you. <laughs> and then yeah. she's like, where's my motherfucking boy? Yeah. <laughs> and, Josh, I, I just want to transition you coming home a little bit more. You know, last time you guys were on the show, you talked about, you said you flew into Texas, was it? Yeah, so on the first appointment coming back, we flew into Texas, um, and then we came back up here. Um, second deployment, we flew into Maine. We were in Maine. Banger, Maine, which is just the weirdest name for a town. <laughs> How do you yeah. think they got that name? Banger, we're going to find out. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it was, yeah, it was, two, it was two different experiences both times. You know? it, was, it was strange. Jen, you, you go through Texas, and you know they're the locals there are just like you know they're pouring. We had one guy come up and drop a hundred hundred dollar bill on us. He's like, "Drink up, fellas!" You know, you go through Banger Man, they're just like, "Are you in the army?" <laughs> yeah, 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 in the army. Yeah. Jen, did you? Uh, you said you took the was it the extended prowler? The, the van that was the, the after the first oh the stretch prowler yeah the stretch prowler sorry you're talking about the second you, one you now? took the stretch prowler down before did you do yeah, that again so, when you flew into Maine or anything um, like that nope so when they came in they flew into Texas on the oh, first oh you're talking time. about leave stuff I thought you meant when like we were coming home oh that's no. what I, yeah, I, yeah I, we were, leave okay I'm yeah. so sorry I was we were transitioning into yeah coming home number two or yeah so coming home number two they just they brought us straight to Fort McCoy 
you know, but they wouldn't let anybody, they wouldn't let anybody near us. It had totally changed at that point in time. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I misunderstood the question. Um, yeah. On the second deployment coming back. So the first deployment, we came back through Texas and then we ended up at Fort McCoy. I mean, both times we ended up at Fort McCoy. Um, the first deployment, they were like, yeah, anybody can come in, come and go, blah, blah, blah. And the second one, they'd like, they completely isolated. They, they learned, yeah. I think. They Why? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, because you were you tough, were um, they were getting you back into army mode so like we were doing PT every day um, we were going to these classes um, they were offering counseling can, can you tell me about the classes classes like on you know for VA benefits stuff like that um, different benefits that you know that now that you're a veteran I had already been to all these you know things before but um at different classes on like what it was going to be like you know they had learned the suicide rate and the divorce rate among from those first three even, i would say even through the first five phases of the war um guys were coming back and they didn't know how to readjust i mean i you know i mean they they gave you some guidance on it but you know you I had an incident one time when I first came back. It was actually Jenny's uncle. Um, I was driving down the road, and all of a sudden, somebody lit off fireworks. It was right around the 4th of July, you know. And somebody lit off fireworks right next to my truck, you know. And it was boom, 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 you know. And next thing I know, everything went desert brown again. I was driving down. It was right on um, over by the Episcopalian church over there in the Jehovah's Witness place. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, w yeah. there yeah. in Hudson, and I'm driving down the middle of the road. People are freaking, you know, honking and trying to get out of the way. But all I saw was freaking. I I heard shit going on, you know. And I'm like, I, I went I went back to, mm-hmm. you know, what had happened before. Um, it was really difficult. To get like I didn't go anywhere without a gun. I still don't. I I, I didn't bring one in here, but there's one out in the truck. Right now. <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, if Casey it's, gets it's, up, uh, <laughs> no, take my teeth, motherfucker. I'll see what happens. <laughs> Th- thanks for not saying yeah. fingernails. Yeah, see, I, I, was, I was the fingernail guy. I'm not the teeth guy. I He's over there. The I can regrow the fingernails, the teeth. You know? That's a precious commodity right there. But, <laughs> Listen to Department of Offense yeah. on Blind Ninja Studios. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's 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 challenging, man. I mean, it, and they don't they don't come in. and They don't have somebody going. You know, look, you guys have been carrying around an M4 and a nine millimeter around for the past two years, year and a half. You know, you're not going to get to do that anymore. You know, you tell that to freaking a whole bunch of soldiers who are coming back. They're going to look at you. And you're the fuck I ain't. You know, the fuck I ain't. I carried a freaking M4 around with me for a long ass time. You know, I'd tuck it under my, my seat and shit. Or to have it broke down and stuff. But I carried an M4 around with freaking about 300, 400 rounds of, you know, ammo with me everywhere I went just because I needed that, that security blanket. They don't teach you about stuff like that when you first come back. You know, they don't teach you it's, it's all this stuff that, you know, you're looking for a freaking, you know, you walk into a freaking restaurant you're looking freaking okay i can get out there i can get out there i can get out there that shaggy motherfucker over there is giving me the freaking eyeball you know they don't they don't teach you about stuff like that you know second deployment came around 
by now we had already learned it. You know, we knew what to expect, you know. But we we were presented with different challenges that they did again, they don't they don't really teach you for it, you know. And she's been used you know, one thing I forgot to mention is that on my second deployment, while she was managing this household, she was also going to college full time. Mm-hmm. And working and working full time. You know. Wow. And, and so, being a mom and which is a I, I've done that. Job, and, so. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Yeah. It, wow. she had a lot on her table. So or on her plate and her table. So <laughs> when I came back, you know, I mean, I'm used to freaking commanding, you know, platoon of men, you know, and so I come back, I'm an alpha male. Well, she's an alpha female, you know, we butted heads. We, we were like this, you know, they don't prep you for that. They're like, well, now your wife might have a little bit of stuff that she's used to doing. Okay. So you're going to. Who the fuck talks like that? You know, <laughs> I'm walking into the house, bitch. Give me a fucking beer and a turkey pot pie, goddammit. You know, I'm in charge. <laughs> turkey pot pie. Yeah, that's from the Breakfast Club. <laughs> <you know? laughs> bitch, fix me a turkey pot pie. You know. Oh um, so, so there was a major she's, adjustment she's for you. Like, yeah. yeah, but she had a major adjustment. Well, to I'd me rather too, all of you, but because right. she's like, you know, you need to go to bed now. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah. I ain't going to bed right now. I'm watching TV, you know. But she's telling, she's so used to telling all the girls, you know, look, it's bedtime. Let's go. Time for bed. Everybody's going to bed. You're going to bed, you know. So it was, they don't prep you for stuff like this, you know. And, and it, is a, it is a strong adjustment when you come back, you know. And, and it, it throws you for a loop because, you know, you're used to one thing. You've been doing this for, you know, a while now. And you get used to doing it, and you get used to that authority. That authority becomes an integral part of who you are. It's part of, you know, I am the mom. You will do what I say, when I say, how I say it. Now, execute, go. I am the staff sergeant, acting platoon sergeant. You will do what I say, when I say, how I say it, and when I say it. Execute, go, you know. So you you get into a battle of knife hands. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. you know. Wait, wait! You only did that once, though. Right? I, yeah, like, that's when I did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Listen here, bitch. You know? So the oh, hell no, the adjustment the, the adjustment for Josh I, makes sense. Um, appreciate that. What as far as Jenny, like as far as you went, and then we'll we'll get to you, young gals here. Like so, like we're cooking, cleaning, household chores, honey do list, like things right. like that. Like where are well, we at? I, I will say that the second deployment I wasn't I mean I was looking forward to him coming back home yes I missed my husband whatever but at the same time I was kind of like you know he doesn't have to come back yeah I mean I I had it I had everything taken care of everything was under control I had you know it was it was fine I Think about it though; it's normal, man. Yeah, Anybody else I hear that eighteen-wheeler that totally Josh normal. just went underneath. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I heard it back up then too. <laughs> <laughs> I've been hit they, by it so many they, times. They do have time. a reverse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we actually told this to each other. You know, we had to sit down and be like, "This is how." You know. Anyways, I'm. Yeah. I don't well, it's it's it. true. I mean, we did we did talk about it, and I'm like, "Look, I have my routines. I have systems. I have." you know, schedules and you can't come in here and try to change everything just because you're home. I've, I've got this all under control. Everything is fine with or without you here. Don't mess it up. And I will say he was, um, he was upset for a long time because the girls wouldn't come to him 
can I go play at the park? Can I go to my friend's house? Can I do this? Can I do that? Because they hadn't asked dad that for a long time. It was always they come to mom to ask. And he would be like, why don't they ask me? You were busy. You were doing stuff. Why didn't they just ask me? And I said, because they don't know how to ask you. They've they been doing it. They didn't know. You know, it was, you know. And and the, um, the military mode plays into that a little bit. Because it would be Monday night, you need to go over to a study buddy's um, place to work on a project. Hey, Mom, can I get a ride? Yeah, sure, no problem. Hey, Dad, can I get a ride? Where are you going? What are you doing? Who are you going to be with? How long are you going to be there? Kind of thing. So it's one of those, like, I'm just going to ask Mom because I forgot that you just got back from drill, and we're going to go from there. I didn't kind know. Kind of a thing. No. You don't know. Yeah. Sarah, well, and, and, thoughts? Yeah. I mean, no, exactly. No. I I mean, drill was way more different than the deployments. The deployments, you were kind of... It was kind of shaky for a long time. I mean, mom kind of got us in a routine. It was yeah. homework, eat, bed, morning, school, repeat, you know? And then you came in, and it was kind of... It wasn't like a anything bad. It was awesome because you were there, and we were like, we don't have to see Dad over a computer that's all fuzzy. And, you know, and we're trying to do our routine, and it was kind of like you would try to tell us something, like, oh, girls, help with the dishes or something, or, you know, and it would just be like... Oh, but it's homework time right now, you know, and it was kind of stuff like that with drill. It was like he was in army mode for a day or two and we were like, fine. AT was whatever, too, because it was like it was a yeah, it was a couple days. You were fine. And I mean, it wasn't anything, anything terrible. It was I mean, it was always awesome having you around. It was like. Except for that one time. Except for that one time. Yeah. Except for that one time. Except for that one time we're like, you probably go back there. Yeah. No. Go back to Fort McCoy. Yeah. No, I mean, Hannah really said it perfectly. Yeah. For some reason, I remember you always getting mad that we didn't have your phone number memorized. And I remember I was like, I have to memorize this phone number. I don't know. See, I, I always, I, pre-cell phone, I knew 30 numbers off the top of my head. Now, you know, I go to this, you know, Hallmark, and do you have a Hallmark Rewards? No, yeah. mom does. Yeah. yeah. What's your number? Uh, uh, hold on, let's scroll oh, through. <laughs> you only need to remember one. It's the one that'll bail you out. So, right. Or, well, maybe yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you don't call her. She says, she told me one time that if we were in, if we went to jail, that she would leave us there at the night. So, man, you have uh, that's, what my, call that's what my parents said, too. I so. got to call grandma. <laughs> Grandma will come get me. Yes. <laughs> what are some of the funny stories? Like, I, I got a question. I got some questions. Oh, it's Josh's podcast now. Yes, yes. absolutely. <laughs> some of the right. Thank stories. you for listening to Josh's podcast, <laughs> where we parrot everything after NPR. <laughs> no, this is, um, this is, and that, that's where Josh gets close to the mic. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it took him this long. <laughs> one of the one of the more funnier stories I think I have is we had those MREs. The food. Meals ready to eat, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. And we had leftover ones. And I remember mom didn't, we didn't have food to make. And mom was like, let's just eat these. Oh, God. And I remember. That's a form of torture. (laughs) No, but it was child abuse. What what was, what kind of MRE was Um, it? I think it was, it was ravioli, wasn't it? Ravioli. But I think it was just Chef Boyardee in in a bag, basically. (laughs) Because it wasn't, it wasn't too terribly great. And then there was the peanut butter and the crackers and stuff. 
good. But that Those was... things plug you up so bad, man. You can't <laughs> shit. Uh, really? Oh god, they sh- you can't like shit just for MREs as a whole, or that yeah, specific man, you one. Can't that... Shit straight for a week. She's done. Well, okay. Well, it's dehydrated food, so I mean, it, it soaks right. up all the water out of yeah, your yeah. body, you right. know? and you're like, "Fuck, dude." Next time you go to give a freaking poop, you're giving birth. And then, <laughs> well, <laughs> we just had they, riding I, the grunt truck. What's know? the the thing the thing you just 3D printed the, the use the force and it's Darth oh, Vader yeah. Va- Darth Vader on the toilet. <laughs> 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 anyway, <laughs> moving um, on. One of my favorite like funny memories is I think this was after the first deployment because you still smoked then, and oh, he God. would walk us he would walk us to school. Uh-huh. And on the way, like to and from school, he like every time we saw like a dead squirrel on the side of the road, he would quick pop out the pack of smokes and uh-huh. run out to the middle of the road and quick put a cigarette in the squirrel's mouth and be like, "That's what happens when you smoke, kids." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every time, every single time, it was so great. Interrupting a squirrel yeah. taking a nap and you give it a cigarette? <laughs> Come on! One of the best. Yeah, I'd been a freaking picture cell phones. All, right this, all the squirrels popping me like, "Thank yeah. you, sir. Like, <laughs> you are a gentleman. That yeah, guy's all right, man. Listen to him." <laughs> One of the best memories I've had though is when you came home from leave, or when you came home on leave, yeah. and mom over here was a little sneaky one. I surprised and, you both. And she told <laughs> us because she has we had found out that he was coming home for leave, and we were so excited. And then mom had was like, "Actually, you guys like dad can't come home," but it was he was they were planning on surprising us. I remember I was so upset. I was like, "Really, dude? Like I just wanted to see my dad," and um. Me and Becca, I should have known something was up because Hannah came and picked me and Becca up from school that day. And me and Hannah, or me and Becca were like, Hannah, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I decided to walk you guys home. Like, I'm here. And we were like, something's fishy, but we didn't say much. So we're walking. We weren't really talking to each other. It was kind of, Hannah was like single file line because it was Hannah. And it was Hannah, me, and then Becca. And, um... <laughs> oh, just call, call her on out. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no. You will be in this line. You will walk right behind me. And nobody will <laughs> talk. No. To her credit, I was a little bit of a mother hen. Oh, As completely. a result of the deployments. She was a mother hen, and then Becca was the one who threw all the tantrums. And I was just yeah. like, what is going on? Yeah, forgotten yeah I was... Uh, forgotten in the middle. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No. But all of a sudden, I remember hearing Becca... I hear Becca stop and go, Daddy? And I went to turn around and be like, Becca, Dad's not coming home. And all of a sudden, our dad is standing right there in between these bushes, and he's like, <laughs> what is going on? and waving. And there was a squirrel with a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, what's hey, up? Frank, how are you all You're back again, huh? <laughs> Kids, don't smoke. <laughs> Good to see you, Josh. But then, and then mom, mom came around the corner, and then Uncle Joey came around the corner. And then we went to Green Mill and surprised Coco. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun. That oh, was that like was that's so one fun. of the best fun. memories that I have yeah. of everything. One of, one of it was it was goofed up because I was supposed to be at a certain point and they had already, excuse me, they had already walked out. So I just ran into this person's bushes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember looking over, the guy was like looking out his window. He had the old face going out. <laughs> He's a veteran, goddammit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, kid, I'm a veteran, yeah. So I didn't realize they had walked. I was supposed to stop. Like when I saw Hannah, I was supposed to freaking 
hop out and be like, hey, girls. <laughs> you know, oh, kind of creeper <laughs> now. You look at it. But, you know, it's like, yeah. So hey, I look Jimmy. back and Becca's already walking by. Just Yeah, all of us are like with our backpacks. We're like, la, 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 three ducks in a row. Yeah, right, I was like, Becca, 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 Becca. <laughs> she turned around like, I mean, Oh, hi, Dad. <laughs> yeah. And I was expecting like a, ah, Dad. You know, she's, oh, hi, Dad. <laughs> what are you doing in the bushes? <laughs> <laughs> His plan failed. Yeah. Back to the drying bird. But something, that day, something happened where Hannah was supposed to take the bus home. Yeah, and then yeah. she didn't. Something happened because you were supposed to surprise her when she got off the bus. Yeah, the first time I came home, <laughs> I walked into the house. I remember this. First time I came home, and they didn't know I was coming home. Jenny dropped me off. I would go walk into the house. And all three of the girls are sitting there. They see me walking in. I'm like, hey, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and Jenny's like, <laughs> you know, they're like, Dad! You know, like, yeah, I love you fuckers. I they forgot you. all about that word. Mm-hmm. What? Son of a bitch. Man. I remember when you came home. It was, I think it was after the second one. And you just, or it was maybe when you were on leave or something. But you still had your army stuff on. And you were just running through the house. You were like, oh my God, let me see your rooms. Because mom had just redone all of our rooms. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, and you were like, yeah, the yeah. house is so clean. Angus, I don't know, Molly. Ma, no, Molly wasn't alive. Molly wasn't there. So Angus, was it was just Angus, just Angus. I'm assuming this is the family pet squirrel. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought yes. it was a cow. Yes. Yes. A cow? What? Cow. <laughs> 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 squirrel. You seem like squirrel people. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, no, but I just remember you running around with your army stuff. Yeah, man. And Hannah, you were you were talking about a moment before, and yes. then there was some some oh. rumbo jumbo. Yeah. I um. Some of my favorite memories is just like all of us sitting around like at family gatherings and whatnot and him telling like funny army stories like about the mm-hmm. cat that he had over there or about his pet camel spider or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah. And just I- like Ivan, everybody yeah. everybody I- just the Ivan, uh, she was a mean motherfucker. I didn't I thought it was a dude but it wasn't. It was a girl. <laughs> I found it, that it out, always I is. I found that out the weird way too. <laughs> Ivan, what did you how did you get all those little spiders? She came yeah. into the tent one night. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> you had to, you had I know you're deployed. Accent, uh, <laughs> okay. My name is not Ivan. It is Natasha. I, Hello, comrade. In Soviet Russia, <laughs> this is what we do. In <laughs> Soviet Russia, you know, catch spiders. Spiders, spiders catch, catch you. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, those, those camel spider stories are pretty gnarly, actually. <laughs> some of Some people like them, some people don't. I don't think I don't know of anybody that have you ever seen a, have you ever seen a picture of a camel spider? Oh yeah, they're yeah, it's gnarly as fuck. Like, I'm, I'm sure Gordon hates them because apparently he's afraid of spiders. That's why we hide yeah. one in the studio. Yeah, it's, it's it's up in the wine rack now. I was wondering what that was actually <laughs> when I saw like the like the beanie, and I'm like, oh, maybe it's like dreads to go with the beanie. Nope, it's, but no, it's a little it's rubber okay. spider. Okay, that makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you listening, I'm not going to ask about the naked dude up there in the corner. <laughs> oh, that's Bert. Oh, there's also. Don't ever a... give me crap about squirrels, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's going to be a thing now. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. There's a face of Brian in here too, if you can find it. Like, oh, yeah. I have Brian. my own, I have my own T-shirt. <laughs> 
But I had to step into the other room. But what? Why? Of all the things on this earth, you had a pet camel spider. I did. So <laughs> this was on the second tour. And we got. I know you have to be a special brand of crazy to go into the military. But True. spiders. Um, like I'm not a big I'm not a big spider fan. It just it became an obstacle, and so I was like, I want to conquer this, and so I got a camel spider, and I fed it geckos, and it was it. Camel spiders are a special brand of evil. Um, like they will kill the gecko. They'll like run up behind it. And camel spiders are like really fast, like super fast. Like, you know, for all of you out there in freaking podcast land, that was a really fast movement zone. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't see it, you yeah. heard it. You, can't you didn't it, hear you it. it too fast for your but, ears. Sorry. What they'll do is they'll, they'll bite the gecko in the back of the neck and sever its spine and paralyze it, but it's still alive. They'll flip it over and they'll eat the guts out. And then they put it on its back, and they carry it around with them everywhere like they go. Like, oh, like a little gecko back. Yeah, yeah. Hannah, like, for all amazing. for all that, Hannah's freaking out, but Sarah is not. No, no. no. I don't, I don't I've do heard spiders. these stories. They're just gross. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're just really so gross. The, I thought that was like you know that's some next level spider shit right there. You know, <laughs> and because spiders creep me out too. I, you I know? can feel my fingernails crawling. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, those probably. are currency now. Like. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, they are. <laughs> Puts a whole new different meaning to teeth on edge. Right. <laughs> oh my God. But so we just, we got one, we stuck it into, we found this little like aquarium thing and we put it in there. It wasn't just me by myself doing this, but you know, um, and we named it Ivan. And then one day Ivan had a whole bunch of little baby camel spiders running around. We were like, oh boy. Yeah, Ivan we're sticking this into the freezer. Yeah. And we stuck it in there, and because we just couldn't do it, done done. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was like, we're not, we're not contributing to the spider, you're the camel a, spider world. You're you know? not a, you're <laughs> so, not a pet shop. No. So, and then after that, it was kind of the end of the camel spider. You know, but um, you could, that is a voracious, voracious animal. Like, you could throw scorpions in there. Um, you could throw small birds. Uh, Ivan would eat pretty much everything. Where did you, you know? get small birds? We had a kid um, <laughs> who was gifted at that. Like he would find hedgehogs. I didn't know that there were hedgehogs in in Iraq, and he would find those. He would find geckos. He would find other camel spiders. How he did it, I don't know, but he was he was like the Steve Irwin of Iraq. <laughs> yeah. So and he was from Wisconsin, you know. <laughs> danger, danger, danger. Oh God, yeah. I, think, I don't know. I think that would go Oh boy, danger. Yeah, Opa. Danger here, boys. Danger. You know, yeah. you better take a look at this hedgehog. Oh, never seen one that big. Don't touch that one there, you know. You, know, <laughs> you gotta be careful with these camel spiders here. Oh boy, you know, he might bite here. you. I don't know why I But, oh. yeah, you know, it, the, the, the coolest critter I ever had over there was, was Isabel the cat, because I kept a cat. And she kept all the other, like, I didn't have a rat problem, I didn't have a mouse problem, I didn't have a spider problem. Um... You know, all I did was I people for some reason I would get care packages from all from all my family and stuff. And for some reason people must have thought I liked tuna a lot because I would get like <laughs> it keeps ten or twelve it packages does. of tuna and like some of them were really strange tuna, like you know, like garlic onion tuna and it was like you open that up and you're like, Okay, 
I'll eat an MRE before I'm going to eat that. Well, so <laughs> this, was, this was first deployment that you're getting this on the first tuna, right? So I remember in school, like... We they would, would tell put, you, yeah, they'd tell yeah, you. Yeah, like, and so. you'd have to bring in canned food, and the cheapest canned food was always tuna. Yeah. And so, so that's what your parents sent you to school with. These were the bags, the, the, oh, okay. the, the slim bags, you know, which became re- rather popular yeah. around that time, you know. Man, and tuna. God, people Could would send me tunas for a peanut butter? tuna and peanut butter. <laughs> And so me and my roommate, Dan Kirkhoff, you guys heard me talk about Dan Kirkhoff last time, but um, me and Dan would, we started a competition to see what did not go well with peanut butter. <laughs> tuna. We figured out, tuna does not go well with peanut butter. <laughs> All right. Everything else. Just lay much, that out there. <laughs> tuna and peanut butter, especially garlic onion. Tuna, do not pair well. Now, you might be able to find some kind of wine that would blend them well, but no. Oh my god! I'm I feel like this that. is a whole new podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we could go down there. Let's, there you it go. Sounds yeah. like something that would be what on the wine. Blind would Ninja you pair studio? with your garlic onion aluminum toy tuna package you know? <laughs> <laughs> and peanut butter? Well, I mean, I feel like this is an entire episode where we just get to drink a bunch of wine and then try to choke down some garlic onion tuna. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I keep giving you guys ideas. I should become a regular. But, um, yeah, we went on this quest to find. Chipotle Tabasco sauce and peanut butter, beautiful together. Oh, oh my god! Oh they, my they, goodness! They pair so well. It's not even green olives and peanut butter, an acquired taste. But they, after a while, you're like, mm, not bad. Not it's bad. Uh, yeah. Okay. Obviously, anything salt. sweet, anything sweet pairs really well with peanut butter. Um, peanut butter on a hamburger is Amazing. very good. Yep. Yeah. 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 Tur- turns yeah. out, yeah. A grilled, yeah, grilled, any type of grilled beef, it actually turns out fairly good. It turns peanut butter's halfway decent on a steak, you know. Peanut butter and A1 sauce, not good bedfellows. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there's, like that, you, there, it, the it, you know, the thing is, is they've, they've heard me freaking tell this stuff, like, you guys have heard all these stories before, you know? mm-hmm. All right, so Josh. Isabel. Isabel, yeah. Isabel, so Isabel, 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 was I would feed her all the tuna that I didn't like, and she would kill all the camel spiders. She was an exceptionally good rat killer. Um, no, that that was a problem. Rats Those were are problem. big ass yeah, spiders they were, too. They're, yeah, and I, yeah, they were about as big as your hand. I motioned with my hand, but yeah, they they can they can as a time, as a only, as a fan of spiders. Yeah, the only time I ever Which saw I her get her ass kicked was she tangled with a desert wasp, and I don't know, desert wasp is about that big, and it's just full of hate. You know, like they'd start going around. You usually get, please leave me alone. Oh my God. You know, and she saw it on the ground. She went to claw it and pin it down. Cause what she would do is she'd use her claws and pin stuff down and then bite it. Yeah. You know? and that's, she went, what I, that's what I do with my food. Yeah, everybody does. Right. <laughs> you know? Just the other day I had a raccoon. You know? <laughs> I, I hear you, man. I got tired of squirrel. <laughs> but, uh, she 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 pinned it down and she went to go bite the the wasp and the wasp was just like, oh yeah, boom! And <laughs> zapped her right on the end of the nose. And that cat jumped about twelve feet up in the air. <laughs> well, I guess that learned you. You want some tuna now, don't you? <laughs> My mother of God! Before we get too deep in the yeah. in the, well, yeah, we, we can continue to share because here, I got yeah. questions. Josh, Sorry. Sorry. No, 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 no. It's fine. <laughs> Josh, I know I've asked you before, uh, but for anyone listening that's looking to go into the military or maybe they're just getting out of it or currently in even, uh, what kind of advice would you give to them? Advice or device? Yes. Both. Both. Oh. 
Okay. The 2012 Johnny Hustler. <laughs> um, and then we're going to ask your wife yeah. <laughs> and your children, two of three of them who oh, are God. here. Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. yeah so, you know. <laughs> well, that thing saved my life a couple of times. That's the only reason. <laughs> All right. Because right. you had no. it in your, in your pocket. No. Yeah. Um, the, the advice I... I the one advice I can say is just do it. You know I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go in, um, nowadays it's 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 hard it's hard to, to really talk about this because I don't know the way the army is anymore. I know what the army used to be like, and the way the army used to be was a lot of fun. When they made you walk both ways through twenty feet of smoke. Stuff. Yeah, you know, I mean, some of that stuff was. <laughs> but that built. I grew up in the nineties. I, I walked uphill and downhill you know? to school, so it's. <laughs> Without shoes, and I didn't, have to, I didn't have to use a stress card for it. You know, I mean, it's oh. yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I would answer that question anymore. A year ago, I would have answered it totally, completely different. And, you know, no, you can, no shit, really. Like yeah. we talked, we were all together in a studio a year ago, and that's. I mean, that's what you're telling me. It's yeah, it's, that different. I, I don't know. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, the whole. I don't want to get political or anything. You know, but the whole social justice thing, the whole freaking, I mean, everything has changed, you know, and, um, like drill sergeants can't do certain things anymore. And I just heard now that they're not even really going to freaking do basic, um, rifle BRM or, you know, BRQ, you know, where you have to qualify on rifle. We don't know what that means. I'm sorry. So basic rifle qualification, basic rifle movements. The marksman stuff. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. I mean, marksmanship stuff where they teach you how to shoot. Now they're, they're apparently not even doing that stuff anymore. I can't That's give you, I can't give you, scary, I can't give man. you, I can't give you from I, my perspective on what I would say to a young person going in is go a hundred percent constantly. Yeah. Constantly. Just do it, man. Do it. Go in and fucking do it. You know, take no prisoners, do all the schools, go to ranger school, go to selection, you know, and do the best you can at everything that you do, you know, and find somebody to share it with. You know, because I did, and it's a lot easier, and I've seen the alternative. You know. To, if I may, sorry to interrupt you. Uh, oh, that's fine. Um, to change a question, uh, guys that have retired or about to retire, you said, here you are, you're still blowing off steam earlier. I mean, what would you say to, if you're having coffee with a guy like that, I mean, what would you say to them? We'd probably talk about how much has changed. Be honest with you. Um, me and Corey and Penny talk about it all the time. You know, I got, towards the end of my career, I got really, I got really salty towards the Army. I got really salty towards the government. Um, you know, because... It, it, to me, they've lost the human factor. I mean, you know, it used to be leadership was about leading people, and becoming a leader of men was what something that you wanted to aspire to, and to be an example, to be looked up to, you know. And nowadays, they call it toxic masculinity, or something along those lines. You know, it's you know, I never went into anything without saying what can I do and how does this reflect 
Yeah, shit, I would take a PT test and I would be like, you know, Jenny's watching me right now. You know? <laughs> no, it, because that's important, you know? Uh, how do I look? And I might look this way in front of somebody, in front of my men, but what if my wife, wife or my kids was watching me right now? You know, I always used to tell my soldiers, don't do stupid shit. You know, I knew that was gonna come out at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of our family mottos. Yeah, we have totally. two of them, we and that's one of them. What's, do, the, what's the other one? Do, do good, good, be good. Do, do good, good, be good. Okay. What does that mean? What does that mean to you, Hannah? Just because you're the oldest, <laughs> um, and then we'll get to Sarah, of course. Oh, uh, yeah. I would yeah, say that that would mean um, do your best, do what you think is good. Um, and be what you think is good. You think that these are good qualities to have, then you be the person who has those qualities. Okay. Sarah, I know yeah. Hannah doesn't necessarily speak for you, but is it? <laughs> no, she totally does. No. Um, <laughs> no, no, um, no, Hannah said it exactly. I, it stuck out to me mostly, though. Dad would say it to me every morning before I went to school. Every single good. morning, do good, be good, and it okay. it's it was just it kind of was just a constant reminder. It was like, do good, so like do good in school, or do good with your social life, or do good with your personal like at home life. It was always something like that, make and then be choices. good. It was make good choices, be good. So don't do stupid shit. It, it kind of just goes <laughs> back around, you know. You kind of rolled both of them in. Too. Yeah, that's yeah. great. I like that. Exactly. Be kind to people. Be kind. Be kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't know what's going on in their mm-hmm. heads. Yeah. Oh, exactly. The way I always thought is just we're always telling the kids when we say do good, be good, be the best version of yourself that mm-hmm. you can possibly yeah. be at all times. The golden and goal. if you can't, don't do if, stupid and shit. If, and if, and if <laughs> it's fucked up, then that doesn't mean you let yourself be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. You know, However, defend I d- yourself appropriately. I do want to say, you know, because you said if you can't. These two people in my entire life, I've never met someone so supportive. They are constantly pushing me and pushing my sisters to be the best versions of ourselves that we could possibly ever be. And it's actually insane. Like, I, during cosmetology school, my, my mom was like, get another job. You have to work two jobs while you're in school. You have to. You got a new car? You have to do this. I'm trying to help you. And I was like, you know, I was like a spunky 19-year-old. I was like, uh-uh. You're I'm moving out with one job. See ya. No. And, and then I realized, I was like, oh, mom's kind of right. But she was helping me the entire time. She was helping me the entire time. And so was he. He you was like, light dude. light years ahead of me. It took me to 25 Gordon, to realize. everybody's oh, light years ahead well, of you. Well, yeah. Well, like, no, but I, I get, ogres move at a delicate pace. <laughs> I get, it's, the, it's the spunkiness. I was like, I need to move out. I have to be on my own, whatever. And then it fell through. And I was like, oh, well. And, you know, it. they just still supported me throughout it. They were like, you know, because working as a new hairstylist, it's really hard because you don't get the hours, you don't get um, some of the respect. Yeah, you don't get the repeated clients, you don't get the respect from people. People just push you around. And, you know, they're kind of like my therapists because I can go home or I can call them on my way home and I can be like, this is what happened today. And it was awful and it was actually shitty. And I actually want to go home and scream into my pillows and never leave my house again and, and my mom will be like, of vodka. oh yeah. yeah and, and <laughs> oh yeah totally and my mom will be like okay well you could do that 
or you can learn from it and move on from it. And now it's like, now I, I moved out of that place. I have my own place with two of my best friends. I got a new job. I have my own car. And it's literally all thanks to these two people. And I, I can say that. Like, I text them all the time. I'm like, you guys are my biggest supporters. And I thank you with all my heart. Like, Leave it to the middle child to make the parents cry. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry. I didn't mean to get all emotional. I didn't mean to get all emotional. But it's true. It's true. You guys are seriously like... It's insane. No. I've never my friends' parents too. I'm always like, out of all my friends, my parents are the only ones who've stayed together, and I'm like, it's actually crazy, totally insane. Uh, Huge. It, it's fine because when I tell people about the show, I so there's two things you need besides you know how to listen to it. Uh, one, a box of tissues. Two, a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. Or, or two <laughs> bottles. Where's the two not Yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah, we don't know, supply those. Those yeah. are on your own. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. They just provide the bottle of whiskey. <laughs> we got you halfway there. I blame Gordon. We have it, long sleeves, it's fine. So we asked Josh for yeah. advice. Jen, do you have advice for other spouses that are out there? Maybe they're already seasoned like you were with Josh on a second, third deployment, or maybe they're getting ready for them their their other so. half to go off to basic or maybe their first deployment? It's a hard you know, and you know, I'm going to answer this question today differently than I probably would have a week ago. Cause we, um, we were talking with my aunt who we talked about earlier, who's a pastor and she, um, was giving some advice and that piece of advice that I would actually give to anybody, but particularly to, people who are looking at a deployment or who are looking at military service or spending time apart, um, I would tell them always think, you know, wake up in the morning and think of something positive about your spouse because this is gonna be really hard. And so even though you're apart, what is a quality of your partner that you fell in love with them for or something new that you've discovered about them because that's gonna get you through the shit that is a deployment. Because it's not easy. It's not easy to be apart from each other, to be living separate lives together, because that's really what it is. And um, you just have to every day do an affirmation of the positive stuff, of what's good, of why you're doing this, because it'll make all of the shit that much easier to take. She's way smarter than me. <laughs> I'm just like, go ahead and do it. Make sure you find somebody you like. She comes out with that. It's it, she's right. She's right. And like like Tori said, her her aunt. You know, it might be that you're just going. Well, he wears a nice shirt. Or if that's it might the best be you something. Can come up with that day. It, it's or something. he can tell a good joke. You know, it might be something very small, but. You know, really, when you think about what she just said, you're like, holy crap, yeah, man, that's really what you need to do, you know? And like I said, we, I'm lucky. I can speak for myself. I'm not going to presume to speak for anybody else. Um, I'm, I'm, I've been crazy lucky my, my life, in my, my entire life. But the best thing I ever did was, um, falling in love with her and getting her to con convincing her to be like you I'm alright you know I just you know I'm kind of cool you know? <laughs> 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 I, 
have funny squirrel jokes. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> there was a storm on spiders. Yeah. <laughs> I've been I've been exceptionally lucky, but Jenny's right. You know, find. I always I I what do I say? Hunt the good stuff. Yeah. Okay, so we have three family mottos. Hunt the good stuff. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's another one we say a lot. I'm guessing there's an entire book of them. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a coffee table table book? So <laughs> if you come no, out, no, but that's a million dollar idea, and I thank you for it. If you, <laughs> if you do a family on, book, my mouse you need to tell me yeah. first, so I have another exclusive over Casey. That's oh, man, this is. Brian, you're never gonna live this fine. one down. Nope. <laughs> And Hannah, Sarah, uh, for folks listening out there, maybe they have parents or friends, other siblings that are in the military about to go in, or maybe they're getting to, they're about to get out. You know, what words of wisdom or advice do you Ooh, have question. for them? Good question. Um, be patient with the person, for sure. You know, give them time to, you know, if they're in the Army or coming back from deployment, you know. Remember, Army mode's a huge thing. And I would just be patient and help them when they need to be helped or when they ask for help. But don't push it, because if you wake them up when they're sleeping, they might uh, go <laughs> army mode on you. You might get a boot to no. the face. Yeah, I, I think that's my biggest one, be patient. Um, mine is one that... Shut Josh's mic off, please. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess. No, no. no. (laughs) Mine is a little game that I like to share. Um, Don't worry, this isn't like Game of Thrones type game. This is something a lot more wholesome. Um, (laughs) What did I do to deserve that? No, no no red wedding. Yeah, no. um, It's. It's one of those things I learned in my my brief stint with college. Um, my professor played this game with us every morning, and I hated it at the time because I was in a really bad spot. But I look back now, and I'm, I I take this this game that she played, and I really really try to incorporate it, especially with people that I know who are struggling with various issues. But it's the good, bad, interesting game kind of a variation on good, bad, and ugly. So it's, you start off with, all right, what was something that was bad that happened? And you kind of, you each go off and you list, oh, well, I had a flat tire, or I stubbed my toe really bad this morning, or I'm just having a bad hair day. It can be anything. And then you jump to, okay, well, what was something that was interesting about today? Um, I saw... A lady with purple hair walking down the street. That was kind of weird. Squirrel the cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> there was a squirrel in the road with a cigarette. Don't, Don't do know math, that. girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the the squirrel like cigarettes are a gateway drug. Yeah. Is that a thing now? I don't. Yes. Oh shit. So and then you would ask people what. Yeah. Okay. And then you'd end. I'm sorry. Yeah. Then you'd end the game with, "All right, what's something good? What was something good about today?" And you focus on that last bit. What was good about today? Yeah, there's bad stuff that's going to happen. There's the occasional weird, interesting thing that happens during the day. But what was good about that day? It could be simple as, like, it could be as simple as like, I got to oh, talk to my dad today. I got to talk to my dad today. Or a stranger complimented the shirt that I was wearing today. Um, it does look very nice. 
<laughs> but like the point of that is focus on the good like dad said hunt the good stuff because life is way too short to focus on all the bad and the weird stuff that happens and that's my piece of advice Casey Brian any closing thoughts questions uh, I guess I have one one question for you guys uh, earlier in the episode you said that uh, people coming up to you and saying I'm sorry was kind mm-hmm. of a thing that was a little bit of a why uh, what like is there something you would rather people say or is there something that um maybe see it's so hard because it's like I was so young too but it was right. like, I had my teacher say it to me when I was in fourth grade I was like um, oh yeah my dad's in the I was like the first day I was like oh my dad's in the army or something or then when he was deployed, I had told her, I was like, oh, yeah, he's getting deployed. And she had said, oh, I'm sorry. And I think it was kind of like, I'm sorry as in, like, it kind of comes off negative. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, something's bad, obviously, is going to happen to him. So I think if someone were to, like, say something more positive about something, like, well, I'm here for you. Or I, I, I you know. If you need to talk, If I'm you here. need to talk about something, I'm here. Instead of, oh, I'm sorry. So you're automatically, you're thinking... Something bad's going to happen to him. Yeah. I think that's a yeah. big thing. Like, with it. Say, say something positive. Like, okay. hey, I'm here to help if you need anything. Mm-hmm. Or, like... I hope your dad kills that son of a bitch motherfucker. <laughs> you know? <laughs> God damn it, Josh. <laughs> we were having that a is moment. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what a lovely like... sentiment. I was getting a little bit weepy, and then I was... <laughs> Forming my next question, which I'm sorry, I'm Josh, you're no, not required fine. to be here on every show. You can you can bring it back for me. <laughs> I was gonna say, like I don't know, I, I like his face and his voice, but it, I would kick that ball to Josh. Like honestly, dude, like f- for all of us that that are that are you know in awe of this whole situation and and you know really Ooh. would. Well, like you said, you know, yeah. you have people come up to you and say thank you, thank you for your service. Um, Is there something we can say? <laughs> you know, the best thing that you can say is cheers. Fair cheers. enough. Cheers. We yeah. all got drinks. If you guys are listening, I, we're, I understand we're, we're making a cheers. I'm uh, German. I'm Irish. I'm Scottish. I'm about as Viking as you can get. You know, I, I am too, my brother. I think Skull. we talked about yeah, we did this talk a little bit. Yeah. Skull. So just, uh, I'm about as know. Norwegian, German, hey. and Irish as they get. And Skull. Skull. Yeah. And that's just, that. That's all you got to say to me, man. And I, I know exactly what that means. You know, and it's. To term of respect. So cool. Cheers. Respect. You cheers. Know. Cheers. 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 All around. Oh. Here, Josh. Table. <laughs> and Jenny have a beautiful family. Thanks. Sarah and Hannah. Sorry that Rebecca couldn't be here, but. Um, yeah. It's all right. She's, she's super Next tired, time. so she. I'm sorry. I was giving it to, to Gordon. I thought he would know what to do with it. No. He didn't. No. no not clearly not. Anyway. All right. Let's. I'll wrap this up. Yeah. I guess we can do that. Well, thank you again, Josh, Jen, Hannah, Sarah, and Rebecca. I know you're probably listening because I'll send you a link uh, for coming down on the show and carving time out of your day and get, talking to some schmuck with a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing this, man. I think it's fun. And oh, yeah. thank you to everyone that's out there listening to the show. Without you, this would not be possible. Many of you have asked me, how can you help out? There's a couple things you can do. First off, head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a review. Hopefully you think it's a five-star. It's worth five stars. And leave a comment. Secondly, tell your friends, family, coworkers about the show. And 
lastly, lastly, if you'd like to help out and bring new episodes, head over to patreon.com slash rules of the arena podcast. Keep an out keep an eye out. I have new merch that is releasing now, and we're gonna be doing some updates with that. If you'd like to keep in touch with new episodes and guests uh, by following the show on Facebook and Instagram, both at No Story Left Behind, don't forget to check the show out on, on Twitch, where you can tune into the show, join the conversation live. Just head over to twitch.tv slash rules of the arena. And if you miss the live stream, don't worry. You can still check out all the video broadcasts on YouTube. Just search for Rules of the Arena podcast, and all NSLB recordings are under the playlist No Story Left Behind. If you'd like to get a hold of me directly for any comments, concerns, or show ideas, please uh, shoot me an email over at gordon at blindninjastudios.com. Longtime listeners, I promise you this is the last time I'm going to change my email. I swear. (laughs) (laughs) Don't email me. And to go off script here a little bit, um, so I've had a few listeners email me and kind of tell me your story, and and, uh, we've talked through some things with a few people. I'm more than happy to listen. Please, though, just in the subject line, put whiskey. And then I know to go pour myself a glass because uh, a lot of you have kind of jerked a few tears out of me. And, of course, um, military vets, if you're out there and you're listening, you're in a bad spot. Please reach out to your battle buddy, friends, family, someone that you can talk to. Uh, You can also call the Veterans Crisis Line through the VA anonymously at 1-800-8255 or text... 838255 and there is a caring responder there willing to talk to you otherwise uh, Josh I know you mentioned before last time you were on the show uh, you'd be willing to talk to people so that still offers up that I'd be happy offer to filter is people always here. on the table if you need to talk to somebody and you don't want to tell stories to somebody that you don't know or who hasn't been there and who does not understand Call me, 651-307-3407. Otherwise, I will always talk to you. Yeah, otherwise, shoot me an email. I'll get you in touch with Josh, yep. Josh as quickly as I can. Yep. Thank you, everyone. And last note of business, don't forget to check out my other show, Rules of the Arena Podcast, and you can find that show on its own feed wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also find the show on Facebook and Instagram at Rules of the Arena Podcast. Thank you again, everyone. We will catch you next time. Cheers.